0: I did have a good idea for the intro. I know you guys sort of do a fun intro. I don't. I don't we, actually we generally
1: I, do. We tend not oh, okay, to we
0: for movies. But okay, that's awesome. That's no. I.
1: I, I like do to. we do not need. To. Okay, I want to know what it was though.
0: Sure. Yeah. So the opening scene where he's shooting the basketball over and over again and the in the hoop. He's like, I want to be. I want to go to the NBA. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna be a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna win the. M- I was picturing you just like. I'm gonna start a podcast. And then I'm going to start a video podcast. And just every time you yeah. say something, it was just the, the sound of the oh, basketball Oh, the basketball the hoop net, but, thing? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be good. <laughs> but we do, not, we do not need to do that. that we is don't need just to a, do
1: that. I do want to use the basketball hoop sound sometime during uh, the episode because it's really. I good. actually
0: really, really like that it's a metal basketball hoop. That's awesome. If you can awesome. find it, it's actually really important for that scene, I think, in particular, that it's a metal basketball Absolutely. hoop. Because that's, like, really... Sort of backyard, dude. If you know,
1: if we got more of that scene, and we could have panned out to the trailer park that he probably lived yeah, in, that would
0: exactly. Be yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That scene is actually pretty good. Yeah, All right. it's great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I was like trying to think of a good idea for the intro, but I'm glad you guys don't do it for a movie because that's you guys are good. at It's got a bit about.
1: more gravitas, <laughs> and we, no, we do not. <laughs> you remember the good ones. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah, d- don't worry too much about that.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> no worries.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cartoncast. My name is Ben.
0: And I am James.
1: And today, we are looking at a movie that probably everyone is familiar with. A little title, a little indie darling known as Space Jam. (laughs) And today, we are having James on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, James. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I recently visited James, and uh, we were fiending uh, for things to watch. So, so that we could talk about them on the podcast and we, we i haven't done that much in the looney tunes realm despite yeah. you know it broadly speaking influencing almost all of cartoon culture over the past like 50 years <laughs> i would almost like 80 yeah years, yeah better yeah. part of a century uh all of yeah. the animation history almost um yeah. you know excluding popeye of course but um i we, we we came on space jam and it and it seems like it's like the perfect movie for us to discuss because I don't know basketball do
0: <laughs> and I know I know a little bit about basketball yeah that,
1: that, and that's exactly as much as they cared to put on the screen. <laughs> is, is yes, a little sure. bit of basketball uh I would yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised uh if people out there have very strong opinions about space jam I think I even did just culturally I assumed it was like this great monolith and its beginnings are much more humble um but before I get into that James what's your history with space jam
0: yeah my dad was a huge basketball fan growing up he idolized Michael Jordan it was something that was like a really big deal in my house we had a bunch of Michael Jordan gear in my house my brother always wore the jerseys so like when this came out I was really excited to like check it out, you know, in the theaters, and I'm sure we went and saw it at a young age, and I must have watched this movie, like, 20 times growing up, and I was, like, six, so my perspective on it was that of a kid, and it's, like... Yeah, of course. It's such an eye-candy kind of movie. It's so in-your-face and so energetic. It was, as a six-year-old, it's, like, a perfect movie to watch around that age, so... Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah,
0: I I definitely watched this a lot growing up.
1: (laughs) And I, uh, I came into this because I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit before Hmm. I watched this, So I came into this being like, oh, this came out after Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so I can expect decent integration between the cartoon and the basketball size. (laughs) It doesn't exist,
0: though. It it does not exist at all. It does not even try to.
1: Yeah. So if you're going to come into this, I think a six-year-old is probably the right age.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The emotional maturity of this movie is maybe less than that, but it is perfect for a kid. I
1: mean, it's aside from the it. tragic comedy figure of Flat Newman, I, I would have to say <laughs> that it doesn't have a lot of dramatic range.
0: Uh, maybe Bill Murray. He's, he's really trying to get in the NBA in this movie. So, yeah, he might as well be holding
1: up a skull and doing his uh, Hamlet monologue. Yeah, for sure. So, um... We're going to talk about like the I, I wanna let's let's talk about the production of Space Jam a bit before we kinda describe sure. everything that this movie that that this movie has. Uh, it was direct directed by Joe Pitcuff, who from what I can tell doesn't do any kinda animation work and it kinda shows. He
0: does commercials, actually. Did just to mention.
1: You happen to note what the genesis of the idea of Space Jam was.
0: I did not see that, no, what is it? <laughs> In
1: nineteen ninety two and ninety three, there were two Super Bowl Nike ads featuring Hare Jordan.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could you could I'm, listen- I'm listening. <laughs> it,
1: it featured Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Period. Oh. They just they did ads. And then somebody was like, Movie? And now we had a movie. I mean, it's
0: basically an hour and a half long advertising.
1: Yeah, fair, but so, but the, so, so, so. There, was, there was no spark of inspiration beyond. Yeah, they were just like sell yeah, some Bugs shoes, Bunny? and then people <laughs> are like, "Oh, I like at least half of that."
0: <laughs> they made a whole movie out of it. Okay, yeah, it was, I did not realize that.
1: It just kind of remarks on like the wild frontier that movie making used to be.
0: Sure, and like, when studios are just willing to throw millions of dollars at Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny at yeah. and just, yeah, yeah,
1: and, yeah, and considering that. Michael Jordan is not much of an actor I would say that's that's an it's an amazing thing to do like I talked about it pretty recently the notion that like when we were talking about akira we mm-hmm. were saying how it was kind of insane to throw that much money at something so experimental sure but that's in Japan in the in the states it's more like the payout is Im- inherent. In the property, like you're putting pumping a bunch of money to sell Nikes, yeah. So it it you can buy the license for Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan and just throw them together, and you've already made bank.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was incredibly successful, right? Is yeah. that is that a fair like this movie made a lot of money?
1: Its soundtrack went. Oh my God! Went six times platinum.
0: <laughs> I had that noted too. That was insane. That, it that was is number two on the billboard. Nonsense.
1: Yeah, and so like it has a lot of elements of like these are legendary icons or things that were made legendary by the movie, but yeah. itself was not designed as a blockbuster. This isn't a Bioshock. This is no. an extended Nike's ad. It's insane. <laughs> it's <laughs> who, who does a, it's this? Really
0: re- they would never make this movie now. I mean, I, I, they did make a recent Space Jam movie, but it, they would not...
1: They make it differently. It, they they make right. cut cookie-cutter Pixar stuff that's like, you know, we have the property to... We have the sure. we have the license for uh, cars, so we're just going to make a couple more of them. But
0: right. we'll put, we'll throw a Buzz Lightyear in it. We'll call it a movie and like, but the or a TV show. They would would not spend this much money on it.
1: The economy of it is so different now, right? Yeah, because like back then, you you see like oh, Space Jam had a million bucks sunk into this one animation technique that like makes it sync up with the backgrounds. That was an unheard of amount. Now it's it, it barely a drop in the bucket. Like the 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 sure. amount of the amount of money necessary to do in inventive and like innovative things is just so much greater now. Unless you're willing to scale back the animation a ton. I mean, and this is true in the game industry as well. Like think about yeah. any random triple A title, and it's like m- most of the money is <laughs> is just making sure that the graphics are like. Super cutting edge. And uh, meanwhile, Celeste and Hades are just running shop around everyone else. Running shop. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way you put yeah. that. I think that's accurate. Running across the court. Yeah.
0: I feel like this movie's strange also because they clearly spent a lot of money on the animation for the time, and it doesn't look good, to be fair. It's, right? No, Is it that? doesn't
1: look good. And I was looking a little bit into the animation technology used. Yeah. And it's... It's better than it was, like, the, the animation technology is better than it was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it doesn't look better. In fact, it looks quite a bit worse. And I th- yeah. think that it's because, although it's, Space Jam is, like, one of the earliest animated productions to use digital technology, 2D animation, <laughs> and backgrounds that were first done on pencil and paper and then scanned into digital, Who Framed Roger Rabbit couldn't handle the digital processing load, so it had to be done, you know... Using cells and optical composites, like no no computer technology done, but mm-hmm. they knew their limits.
0: Sure, this movie had no idea.
1: There was a thing in Who Framed Roger Rabbit called knocking the lamp. In this one okay. scene, who uh, Mister Who framed himself, Roger Rabbit, uh, <laughs> like jumps around because he's manic. He's 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 mm-hmm. on a manic coke binge, and he smacks a lamp, and the lamp like. You know, rattles around the whole scene, casting shadows and lights everywhere. Mm,
0: sure, that's really expensive to animate. I imagine
1: it. It's it. It is expensive and and kind of precise to, to do yeah. because you have to remember that light is added in post processing. All mm. the actors are already out of the scene by then. You know. Yeah. So that's true. So they, the light yeah, having to, to animate. Yeah. The, the light has to cast shadows from both Roger Rabbit, another animated thing. And then also this real life person and hmm. it just requires a lot of attention to detail. But because they didn't have a good computer animation, they knew they had to pay it close attention to all this stuff. It fits together more neatly. Sure. And um, that, is, that does not come across in this movie. Uh, to, possibly, to go back to your
0: analogy before, yeah, to AAA, AAA games, I feel like AAA games currently often feel buggy and sort of incomplete when they come out. This movie, to me, felt like they got about three quarters of the way done, and they were like, well, Michael Jordan's still playing yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, where's the so DLC? We gotta, right, we gotta release this now, so that we can capitalize on the popularity Michael of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's pants
1: keep falling off, we don't know what
0: to do. <laughs> yeah, so they just, they just sent it. They were like, people are gonna watch this anyways. Like, we don't have to finish Flat Noom, and he can look... <laughs> As awful as he does in that scene, and we'll Flat just call Newman, it a day. Like,
1: Flat Newman coheres the two sides of this movie better than Michael J- Jordan ever could. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's because he's a real actor, to be to be honest.
1: Every time that they try to like inject Looney Tunian physics into real life thing, I love mm-hmm. it. Not because yeah, it's, it's well great. done, but because it's reaching across the aisle and at least trying to make them play together.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun. Whenever whenever it happens, in the movie, it's like it's definitely. Pretty smile and They do actually a pretty decent job of that stuff at times. I don't, I don't want to bury the, the end, but no, no, the yeah, stretching but, arm.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, <sighs> when when Michael Jordan goes stretch Armstrong, it's actually kind of a great moment. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. He's embracing his heritage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, so this is just a long advertisement. Um, there, are, yeah, yeah, is so much in terms of the cultural cachet mm. from this movie. Uh, I don't know whether or not the decision to make the movie was sort of a way to reach kids about basketball, like you know, get the young blood invested in a sport that they probably don't know about very much. I'm not really sure what the notion of it is.
0: Hmm. I would guess that it it was to 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 me as somebody who's watched the NBA. This had a lot of the sort of trappings of a kind of. NBA publicity kind of movie. Like it felt like the NBA sort of trying to advertise to a younger generation and to the six year old me or my little brother, it actually worked pretty well. He and I both became pretty avid basketball fans in our tens, you know, tens and teens. Like we, we grew into basketball fans because, partially because of this movie.
1: Yeah. um, And, you know, both of those ads that they ran during the Super Bowls were wildly successful. So like they even mm. had the marketing to back that up. Back right, they, up they knew that already that this
0: worked as a concept.
1: Right. Right. But it, it doesn't quite get to the core of even how big this movie is in general like there's two other elements to it one of which mm. is um broadly appealing which is the soundtrack and the oh, other God. one which is very narrowly focused toward me specifically which is mm. Barkley's Shut Up and Jam Guiding.
0: <laughs> it's really hitting both markets here, Ben. Uh,
1: and I will throw a link in the show notes for that. I'm not going to bother going over it, but it's basically Space Jam is canon. Make a JRPG out of it.
0: It's a great idea for a video game. Yep, in a
1: post-apocalypse, the prequel to which is Space Jam,
0: which is okay.
1: a better sequel than Space Jam 2.
0: I have not watched that, and no, I'm not planning it.
1: On. No one will. <laughs> That's true. Seen exclusively by uh, people who showed up to the premiere, yeah.
0: Ugh, ugh, yeah, not interested. But
1: yeah, the soundtrack is insane.
0: It is actually, like, one of the best collections of 90s music I've listened to in a long time. Since we watched this movie, I will admit I've listened to the soundtrack, like, four times all the way through. It is a ridiculously good soundtrack, and I don't totally understand... I, I do understand, they just had a lot of money to throw at every part of this movie. Soundtrack was definitely one of them.
1: From what I can tell, it's also, like no small part of um, R. kelly's ascent was the no oh, it's a huge part of I it can, yeah i believe it can fly which i believe is like right there in the beginning
0: yeah it's really early in the movie i think it's right after the opening credits
1: yeah something like that um yeah when he won a grammy
0: for that song that's that's how successful this is yeah i don't doubt it was. and
1: like yeah i'm not 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 willing to shovel coal for that bastard but yeah uh, right it's just to just to give the flavor of how influential this movie is Uh, blame it, (laughs) blame, blame this movie on R. Kelly, or blame R. Kelly on this movie.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it is a, (laughs) he, he, this movie reached, this really helped his ascent, you're right, this is a big moment in his career, he, he got insanely popular because of this movie.
1: Yeah, and like I said, six times platinum, like, he's not the only mm -hmm. artist who benefited from this,
0: Seal in the soundtrack as well? I mean, it oh, is yeah, a, Seal, yeah. You, you can go to the hitters. This soundtrack's a hitter's I'm role, going to really,
1: <laughs> pretty much putting the entirety of the soundtrack in the episode, just running it, in the background the whole time. It's a
0: great call. It is a really good soundtrack. You if somebody who, who is who is who is a f- fan of this type of music, it is a pretty great soundtrack. You got a fave track? Uh...
1: I don't actually know. Do, do you? It is really hard to top the Space Jam theme.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably Space Jam because that opening credit sequence is so nuts in the movie when it hits. It's yeah. so it, I don't want to go too no, far no, ahead, I, but it is I like...
1: appreciate you bringing me back to that because we really got to get going because I want to get to that fucking intro so badly.
0: That that opening credit sequence where Space Jam plays is so intense and just, it's like almost mind-numbingly, like just flashing images at you the whole time yeah. while playing this crazy song. It is... A pretty great moment, honestly. It, it,
1: it's incredible, and I want to get there in a second. I had one mm-hmm. more thing to say about the production, which is just a kind mm-hmm. of a little tidbit. Um, Ivan Reitman, who I, okay. I guess was one of the people who was you know working toward um, getting getting this movie off the ground, phoned up Robert Zemeckis, who was involved with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yep. And he asked, "Do you have any advice on what we should do to make a movie like this?" And he responded. Don't do it! It nearly killed me. <laughs> Which is mwah.
0: that's great. I mean, they they directed this movie. Didn't make any more movies after this. So yeah, no. I, I, mean, I
1: for I I love the notion. I maybe it's just because I'm rereading <laughs> Name of the Wind, but I love the notion that trying to marry cartoon to real life like <laughs> peels the skin of your brain back and causes yeah, insanity. Just, in yeah. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um uh bob hoskins the guy who played eddie valiant the kind of other the one of the protagonists in that movie Mm -hmm. was working under the assumption that there were cartoon characters around for so long that he was hallucinating cartoon characters (laughs) after the movie was finished
0: (laughs) well if you want a good segue i don't think michael jordan had that problem at all
1: (laughs) i don't think he ever experienced that he does not look at his surroundings as though he's looking at cartoon (laughs) characters uh, let's, it looks like he
0: filmed the entire thing in a green screen room to be fair.
1: It does. I mean let, let's talk about the characters. Sure. So Michael Jordan, take it away James. what do you got to say? Yeah about let's this guy? let's
0: read his list of his career accomplishments Yeah that I just this is a very short list. I did not I could have kept going for like an hour because it's actually insane. Yeah but six time NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Five time most valuable player, 14 time NBA All Star. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Most valuable t- player in basketball or baseball? In the
0: enti- entire. <laughs> definitely not baseball. Oh, okay. That never.
1: That, yeah. Just checking.
0: 14 uh, time NBA All Star, 10 time All NBA First Team, which means he's among the five best players in the league that year. Yeah. He was a nine time defensive first team player, 10 time NBA scoring champion. And I'm, I literally could have kept going. He's, like, just an unprecedented level of accomplishment at the NBA. He, nobody ever got close
2: to him.
1: And in case there are any, like, babies who didn't live through the 90s listening to this, I guess yeah. full adults now. God, we <laughs> Yeah, fair. But in case any of you guys don't realize how important Michael Jordan was in the 90s, I knew about him. In the
0: '90s, yeah, I mean, everybody knew Michael Jordan's name. He's just—he was just a household name. Not knowing I mean, Michael still Jordan is.
1: would be like anyone not knowing who Bugs Bunny was.
0: Yeah, it's—it is that level. That's a pretty good comparison because he was just that famous. He—he's so famous that even now, you know, 20 years after he's retired, it's the first name I think of, right? People still want to compare players that are coming into any league as the next Michael Jordan. Like that's like still the standard and there have been amazing players since him and it doesn't seem to matter he is still the he just won at such an unprecedented level and just consistently performed it's such a such an odd it never it will never be matched i don't i don't see it happening again
1: he's one of those athletes who like they're so good at the sport that they cause people to like come together and be like are these rules even fair man yeah like he's a he's like a literally yeah
0: (laughs) yes exactly he he shifted the way basketball was viewed and to give the co- premise of the movie a little bit when we start watching the movie he has just retired from basketball he retired in 93 and left nba after winning three consecutive championships he won three times in a row and then just overnight retired that's the that's the premise of the movie
1: yeah and it's it's the the entire plot of the movie is sort of this meandering journey from him trying something new and trying to reinvent himself and the world telling him no you're not allowed to you have to be a basketball <laughs> icon now and forever you don't get to do anything else
0: which is yeah that's a pretty that's pretty accurate.
1: Fairly unsatisfying you know i mean moral. That, is, that
0: is kind of what happened to him we'll, we'll get into a little later in the podcast the conspiracy theories about why michael jordan Ooh. retired but I, there are some, there are some fun ones about that actually oh was so, it the anyway. Monstars? Did they yeah. have blackmail <laughs> they, on him? They stole. They stole his power They stole and he his dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: They stole Charles. <laughs> yeah. It was I like. I have notes um, about Charles too. <laughs> it was like, uh, who's that guy whose dog gets killed and he goes on a rampage? Why well, can't I do it? Yeah, he's like John Wick. Yeah, like he... <laughs> for basketball.
0: I mean, he did play like that. <laughs> anyway, that's just a short summary of Michael Jordan's career. It, you could you could look at this for much longer. He has a lot more than that, but those are just the highlights.
1: Yeah, and in the movie that is the general arc is he goes from living legend basketball icons to hanging up his Jersey and trying to make it as a baseball thing and mm-hmm. not doing well at it. And then being grudgingly pulled back into basketball, which yes. is, I, I couldn't really, I was trying to like do a little bit of psychoanalysis of like this, this should be like a return, like a triumph, right? It's phrased. Right. It's phrased as like, you know, the king has returned, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to it's be like Ra- Return of the King. To be but Rafiki if Aragorn was really happy about it. Oh, really I king, that. but oh
0: well, that's so fair, too.
1: <laughs> I mean, Rafiki and Aragorn are not dissimilar.
0: Yeah, pretty similar characters. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, he's so... You're right, I hadn't really thought about it like that. The movie does really play it. Like, he does not want to play no. basketball at all anymore. Like, He's not interested. Most he's... of the
1: way through it, he still doesn't seem to want to do it. Like, I, I feel like he wasn't... <laughs> I don't have a like, he's not a good actor probably but like I also feel like he didn't get good stage directions cuz he always no, seems awful. just really low energy for whatever the situation is.
0: Yeah, he was kind of a cool guy in interviews that to be fair he was never the most outwardly emotional guy only when he won. It was really interesting but only when he would win would you actually see Michael, Michael Jordan at least somewhat happy and content. He was not a he's a man addicted to winning it is like an actual personality trait of his that he he has to win so if he whenever he wins he feels joy but otherwise you're right he does feel pretty hollow for a lot of this movie that he
1: does not seem happy doing this and that isn't a problem in and of itself but when you pair (laughs) it up with a bugs bunny (laughs) um,
0: there's some total differences there
1: (laughs) yeah the, the the dynamic range doesn't do one of them too much credit
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, Michael Jordan seems re- feels real stiff in those scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty weird. It's like, um, I don't know, like putting a scarecrow in a disco tech or something. <laughs> that's
0: pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I
1: don't know what, why those specific things were the ones that came to mind. Just look at him. Look yeah, at I mean, scarecrow. he doesn't really move. He put a jersey really on a scarecrow and put it in a in a rave, and you, you and basically have seen Space Jam. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I just kept remarking that I kept noticing that it was really two movies, uh, Space and Jam. The Space yeah. movie was the Looney Tunes <laughs> movie, and Jam was the weird basketball movie they were trying to make in that movie. It really, it was, it was bizarre.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, let's move on. Yeah. The other biggest characters are the tunes, specifically mm-hmm. Bugs and Daffy, not only because they were the principal characters, but also because they were the most recognizable yeah, which is why they also look better because people
0: they are animated clearly. They better. have
1: to. They have to. Mm-hmm. If if Taz looks kind of off model, well, who the hell knows how Taz is supposed to look anymore? Like he was sure. past his prime. Bugs was still in vogue.
0: Yeah, yeah. They the scenes with Bugs and Daffy out in the real world are by far the best animated scenes oh, in the whole movie because they so actually good. clearly took the time to animate those characters in that setting.
1: And those look a lot like Roger Rabbit, you know, yeah. hanging around. Uh, Eddie Valiant. It, it seems like a cartoon character wandering the world.
0: I want to watch that movie. What? Daffy, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny wandering the world. I want to watch that. Oh, movie. Yeah. I would definitely watch that entire movie.
1: Bugs and Daffy do America. Let's have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm into it. Uh, the other main character who gets focus is original character. Do not steal Lola Bunny.
0: <sighs> I knew we were gonna get here.
1: James, what's, what's your what's your what's your take? What's your take on old bunny? I,
0: I really do, I want to let you go first because I'm not sure I have a strong one here. Right. I just she's not a really realized here's, character at all.
1: Here's my take: she's mm-hmm. hot. Oh yeah, a, very. She's a hot rabbit is. Uh, is have a hot you ever, bunny. Have you ever seen the chipettes in in um, <laughs> Alvin and the yes. Chipmunks? Yes. Yes. Uh, remember. Um, roxanne in goofy movie like these these oh yeah these, true true these dogs Smoke and show. rabbits and chipmunks have these hartman hips and like yes. slinky you know like i i don't know what she does with like the head roll and like the rolling the shoulder with the basketball jersey but it's ben, almost ben ben was sweating in your living room al-
0: it's almost like they put clothes on her to make her clothes scantily clad. Like yes. they purposely like Bugs is is never wearing clothes. I mean, he puts a jersey on the movie, but he's for all intents and purposes naked most of the time.
1: I think it's nothing he, we ever even we considered. A, doesn't he have goofy little shorts that the tail pokes out of in this movie?
0: Yes. Yeah. They put clothes on him, but it's somehow like by putting her in clothing, they saw the opportunity to make the clothing. Sit up higher. Yeah. Have the shorts be short. Like no, these
1: are sexual garments that completely. I
0: mean, hundred percent. It's not a basketball jersey in this movie. It is a completely an objectifying outfit. It is a
1: yeah. And like
0: this felt very nineties to me. It's
1: this, it's this very nineties to kind of yeah. just like that's the sauce that every female character gets. <laughs> uh, we have not. She really doesn't have all horrible out. moments. We haven't really figured out how to denote strong woman other than also sexual. Uh, at this point. She does both. Yeah, you just have to be both. Uh, And to be fair, that's where the sexualization tends to end. Like, Mm -hmm. Bugs is immediately smitten with her. That's in character. Totally fine there. Yeah, of course. Uh, And she is voiced by Kath Susie, who you might know as Phil and Lil from Rugrats.
0: The voice cast in this movie is pretty great, actually, too. That was another... Yeah,
1: Bugs Bunny is Billy West, and um, I believe Daffy Duck is Bradley D. Bate... Deep Bradley, Bradley Baker. Deep Bradley Baker. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, he is. Yep, yep. Who is also sorts Danny of Danny DeVito stuff.
0: voice actor in this movie? Is another funny cameo- Danny DeVito in this? Oh, it's a yeah. decent amount. He has several lines. I mean, he's not he's not like a quick character. He's in it for like no, 15 he's there, 20
1: minutes. He's, he's there a good amount. Um even uh our perennial favorite Frank Welker, voice of every animal even in the movie where most of them are animals, uh shows up as Charles the dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a fun. Can I do my note on that one now? Please. Okay. So you were here recently, so you witnessed this. My dog reacts to animals and shows and movies. It Was really like very responsive to it. Yes. So we watched some other stuff when when you were here, and she was barking at dogs that seemingly seemingly were voiced by actual dogs. Yeah. In but in this in this movie, she could tell she did not react she's at all to Charles with, the dog. She's,
1: remember, she's, she's familiar <laughs> with the with the wiles of Frank Welker. She just
0: she could tell it was not a real dog because she did not respond at all to Charles's barking, slobbering, jumping. Like, she just did not, did not respond to it at all. I was, and then looking it up afterwards and realizing it was a human, not a dog. It was really interesting. Can, can I ask a stupid question that you might not even know the answer yeah. to? They have a real dog there. Why don't they just record the real dog?
1: I'm, I'm led to believe that Frank Welker lived in a studio doing these odd jobs for 20 years.
0: And he just made a career out of it?
1: <laughs> he made a life out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, he I got mean, <laughs> food taken there. Have you ever seen Old Boy? No. It's uh where where a guy is kidnapped and put in a in a room for ten years with no access to the outside world.
0: <laughs> Are you saying that that's with his job? I don't want to
1: point fingers, but <laughs> No, like he was I just so uh... <laughs> prolific that he was just like huh. Honestly, for a space jam, I would always opt for frank welker <laughs> over any actual animal it's it's also just hard to train animals to act on screen you know the training sure. that they have to do for horses to not freak out with like you know a bunch of people around like it, it, yeah yeah it requires gotcha. training
0: so you're saying it's cheaper just to bring in a dude who, to voice or the dog instead of actually having the dog oh i think it's just easy,
1: easier to train frank welker
0: then <laughs> they clearly have been doing it yeah, okay they, i just had behind you know like in the industry question i just did not know why they would do that
1: whatever 90s version of caesar milan shows up <laughs> and like tempts him into the room with like reese's pieces or something <laughs> calm submissive frank
2: Sub. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
0: Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, I was I was just curious about that. I thought that was an odd choice, but I guess it's common practice to not have the animal actually make the noise. Hmm. Okay,
1: I think the only other character of note is the titular monstars. Mm. Titular isn't the right word there, but they are the ones that are. I think that people know what the monstars are.
0: You know, in a movie where Michael Jordan doesn't really know how to act, I think the monster is my least favorite part, despite that fact. I do not like the monsters in this movie. I, don't, that, I
1: yeah. don't love them. They are a Looney Tune villain. They're dumber than the regular characters, but they're a bigger physical threat.
0: Hmm. Okay. I get what you're saying. They're like, they're not supposed to be any sort of character you're at not, all. Really, you're
1: not really supposed them. to like them. Uh, an interesting point of production,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all of the characters that we like tend to be primary colors. Uh, And and the monsters are all secondary. It's like one of those one of one of those weird little things that the movie does to trick your brain into being like these ones bad. You know, make them purple Hmm. and orange and stuff. Wow, I would have
0: never caught that. That's actually that that definitely that rule definitely applies here. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Wikipedia. It's always helpful. Thanks again.
1: Uh, But yeah, there's there's not much to them. I think that I'm more or less ready to get into the plot. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Let's start to jam.
0: It's time to take it to a small potential. Beat this and drop some game
2: on the instrumental. And it's essential that you listen
1: so uh come in on a young jordan playing backyard basketball to i believe i can fly
0: yeah shooting shooting hoops with his dad it's,
1: it's a really like you had stated it's a really um you know we, we are familiar with the story of michael jordan going where he will go it's glitz it's glamorous seeing the humble beginnings is really good to get us on his side early if we you know, if we want to be on his side, which, like, I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I'm going to <laughs> yeah. need this, you know, read to me. So um, we get to see, like, the, the chain hoop, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The basketball is worn the hell down.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can tell he's been shooting hoops out back for, you know, hours and hours every night for the last however many years. He's
1: really, this is his passion, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, a surprisingly deft scene Maybe because Michael Jordan, the actor, isn't in it. But like... <laughs> I
0: was gonna say it's because they have a kid playing Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, this scene.
0: <laughs> this scene really does work though. This scene's very very good overall. This opening is pretty strong actually. And let
1: me let me pull it up. I don't remember exactly who it was who played. Um... Oh, who's dad? Yeah, it was it was someone I, I recognized, but I can't remember
0: whom. Uh, th- uh Tom Berry. Tom Berry. Name. Okay. He was a disc jockey from Cincinnati, from Cleveland.
1: For whatever reason. Pretty good in this scene. For whatever reason, I I recognize him pretty. Yeah. Like, I I feel like I've seen him before, so he he must have done some other stuff.
0: He was also on Cold Case, the TV show.
1: Oh. There you go. I mean, and we're in a live action (laughs) thing right now, so no animation experience necessary. Like, if Frank Welker showed up in this scene, he would, like, not (laughs) know what to do. He'd, like, immediately hide and. (laughs) There's no
0: dog in this scene. I don't know what to do
1: here. Yeah, just looking for animals, like, digging holes in the backyard. There's got to be a muskrat around here somewhere.
0: Yeah, I like this scene, actually. I, I, they do a pretty good job of outlining Michael Jordan's career at this point where he, like, talks about what he wants to do going forward. You know, want to play for UNC, want to go to the NBA, win a championship. Like, this is a pretty good outline of his future trajectory as a player.
1: Yeah, and as a person, like, from what you were saying about being addicted to winning, the notion that oh, he would yeah. be a cocksure little shit as a kid makes perfect sense. Like, I like that trajectory.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it, it, this this scene actually registers pretty accurately. This is pretty good.
1: But then we get the scene transition to present day, and this this is this is a bit of a this is a bit of a standout moment in the movie. Uh, Welcome to the Jam is maybe the only reason to watch this. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that opening credit um, sequence? <laughs> the opening credit it's... sequence with like a bunch of just historical clips of Michael Jordan just crushing it.
0: Just destroying people in the NBA. Yeah, it is. It is a really great. This is like. This is the predecessor to like something that I really loved when I was in like the 2000s was watching YouTube montages of really great NBA players Mm. with where they would play songs. And I swear this is like the progenitor of that exact idea of like coming up with like showing insane highlights while playing really good music of the time. Like this is just (laughs) such simple. So simple.
1: It. it it might be a pretty simple concept, but it bears underlining. When you see cool shit in a sport, it makes you want to do the cool shit in a sport. I've said exactly. This, I've said this before. The reason I got into boxing is because I watched a good boxing anime.
0: Right, and you're like, I want to do that.
1: Yeah, same thing yeah, with High sure. Q. Same thing. I it, this made me kind of want to watch black basketball to some degree. Yeah, Just, right.
0: That, and that again, that was the goal. That was the goal of the right. movie was to get you to watch basketball. So this is this is succeeding on although. I will point out you you and I were sitting in the same room. This scene is overwhelming as hell. It is just there's a lot text is flashing. It's 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 nuts.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the camera work, but it's it's all over the place. It's a little bit. What what did we say? It was like uh, any Lord of the Rings battle scene. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: just like shaking left and right. Yeah, yeah you can't cannot, tell what's going doesn't... on. That we're not. It's not Cloverfield, guys. <laughs> it's like it's showing the name of the actors, but it's like bouncing around, and so when it gets to Flat Newman, it's like you're like, oh shit,
1: it's Newman. <laughs>
0: It's just It's hard to take that seriously at that point, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is just how movies used to be in that day and age, where they I think could this just mo- take three minutes on an intro and just boggle yeah. your brain during the whole thing.
0: I think this was more a result of the guy being a commercial director, actually. This, this scene felt to me like how commercials are sort of overwhelming when you watch them oh, for yeah. too long. It's just information overload. You're just getting hit with so much at once. Your brain's like, I can't do this. Like, this is just... It's like melting your brain. It is a it is a lot. Once I read that he was a commercial director, this whole movie actually made way more sense with its pacing. The whole thing sort of slides into place when you
1: when you think about it like that. He is. It does, and like it's not unpleasant brain overload. Like this no, is very no. soundbite quality kind of like the filters and the quick cuts are like mm-hmm. just the right amount of time to where you're like, oh, I recognize that person doing a cool thing. Okay, now we're yep. on the next person doing a cool thing.
0: I had a smile on my face the whole time, but it yeah. was like, "Oh my god, this is this is a lot going on right now for a credit sequence." <laughs> uh,
1: and Then we pan out to Michael Jordan at a press conference. Mm. Um, he's saying some some shit about leaving basketball, uh, and it's just kind of like a, a, a random like real life scene. And when they pan out from that, and it goes <laughs> into a cartoon background, it's it's pretty rough. Like we immediately get like the 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 plot of the movie, which is like this other planet, is wants to capture what was the what was even the conceit of this?
0: Yes. So the uh, the concept is it's like a carnival planet, or yeah. where they are is a carnival, and so they need better shows because the monsters are not entertaining enough. It
1: legitimately it's, looks like Robot Hell from Futurama to me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a pleasant scene. But <laughs> they decide to that they need to abduct the Looney Tunes. So you're okay, right. they, they, we they want to
1: abduct Looney Tunes because. Even on other planets, Looney Tunes are king shit of yeah, Media they, mountain. Yeah.
0: There's some, there's some really one of the clever uses of Looney Tunes is all those really classic Looney Tunes bits sort of happening in the background as they're talking about it, where like you know Daffy Duck and, and Bugs Bunny are spinning a sign around. Her. It's, yeah. like, it's or like, like it's very. Speaking of Futurama, classic
1: do you remember like at the beginning of Futurama episodes how it would be an old Looney Tunes thing and then like it would fade out into static? No, I do not uh, remember. I'm that. gonna I'll show throw up a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's yeah, I'll check a that really out. That's pretty fun, cool. Like. We're going to the future, but we're recognizing the past of animation. It's very cool, but yeah, yeah this this transition—get ready for them. Uh, real life it cartoon like, is tw- bad.
0: It happens like twenty <sighs> times this movie. It just does not know how to pace itself. It's just—it's just every three minutes we're like, well, it's time to cut to the
1: other plot line. Yeah, we need we need a better diplomat, a better mm. emissary from one. Style to the next than Michael Jordan. He he can't cover it. Like right, he's definitely not able to.
0: It, it works once you get into the latter half of the movie. Once you start to get to the the basketball mo- scenes, because those scenes you you have enough sort of connective tissue for it to be a little more cohesive. But in the I'll beginning, go, it is so jarring.
1: I'll go ahead and say that the backgrounds of those scenes are doing the heavy lifting for getting these two these two styles yeah. to play together. Like okay, right. Michael Jordan. In basketball. In a, in a basketball plane? Court. Uh, court. 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 <laughs> Courts are what plane. They are. I like the
0: idea of it being like a plane from Magic. Sorry. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Basket. Michael Jordan planeswalker. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, you're right. Giving that background as a cohesive element of like an animated basketball court. You can sort of yeah. piece the two together and be like, okay, this is fine. But yeah, it is so jarring here. It does not work at all.
1: It's, it's pretty weird. Um, yeah. We get Danny DeVito doing <laughs> his mob boss regular boss kind of crossover. Like, we've seen this... I've seen this Danny DeVito before. He's really Did good you, at this kind of role of just sleazy, money-grubbing shithead. Yeah. Did you catch the name of the character? Oh, it was... It was something fucking
0: dumb. It's Swackhammer. I just, oh, I don't, okay, never mind. I actually think that's great. I, I do really like the name. I just... Swackhammer. Just, Swackhammer. Yeah. This is pretty classic Danny DeVito, though, being kind of a slummy... or sleazy guy. Like, he's... He's pretty good in this movie. I think they cast this a this is a decent casting for this character. He's a, he's not a bad. He's I don't know, not a bad voice actor. He's only doing his voice, but he's good at expressing himself through his voice and not needing a physical medium to
1: Absolutely. And if you're going to have yeah, like he's... a physical counterpart to Danny DeVito, it's <laughs> it's going to be some slumlord smoking a yep. stogie and like negotiating with his chair that isn't big enough for the majority of the movie.
0: I do like the cigar smoke is actually animated pretty cool around him. I feel like in multiple scenes they do a good job of creating like that sort of sort of like you can't really see his face completely because the cigar smokes around him. that's that's decent stuff. yeah, he's that's actually an
1: excellently sh- shown character like it, yeah they do a good he's job with more him. or less a bit player, but mm-hmm. um it should be noted. I didn't remember whether or not he actually smoked cigars. I just said it because that was the overwhelming impression I had from this character was he was definitely smoking cigars. And definitely rubbing one out under the table over almost any scene.
0: Did you incept that idea into my head that he smokes cigars? If, I feel like he did.
1: If he didn't, he does Then I, you just... <laughs> okay. That's what I know.
0: That's fair. Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, they, they they enact this plan to go mm. get the Looney Tunes, which ontologically, according to Space Jam, are just fucking underground. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, what? Don't they pan right back... To them underground, like right after that, basically?
1: Yeah, the spaceship crashes into real earth and it looks not
0: terrible. Good. Yeah, terrible. It looks <laughs> terrible. That's when that's when the animation starts to really show its its inability to combine the two mediums together.
1: Uh, but yeah, and that's when the the monstars come out. These are the puny versions of the monstars, whatever they're mm. called. The yeah, the Swashcocks no or whatever. I did I did, I did not
0: look them up. I, I like I like swackhammer but I did not look up the other characters' names.
1: <laughs> but uh, they meet Bugs Bunny and this is just the part of the movie where we're just watching Looney Tunes, and it rules.
0: Right, it's great. It's it's classic Bugs Bunny messing with somebody who's clearly dumber than him. You know, he he play. It's a like oh, very you're playful Bugs,
1: are you? He's got ears <laughs> like this. Does he hop around like this? Never heard of him. It's great. It's such classic Looney Tunes. <laughs> I'll say Bugs looks a little weird in this animation style. It's a little strange
0: because you can clearly tell that he's sort of computer animated, which just it looks super jarring because yes. you're used to seeing him hand drawn. Like it, it, it does stand out almost immediately, but it it works. They they have enough good Bugs Bunny dialogue going on here that you can sort of look past that and like have a good time with it.
1: The um the thing that stole my heart out of my beat but my beating heart out of my chest was when he does like the roll the eyes and then slyly look toward the camera with a start (laughs) yep (laughs) you can put that in any scene in any place (laughs) almost ever always yeah Yeah, that like that's the core of Bugs Bunny ain't I a stinker is is the core ideology behind Bugs
0: yeah, it's great. it's It's such a it's such a delight when he shows up on screen. You're like, yes, okay, this movie might actually work. There's a chance.
1: He's so well communicated in this movie. I actually have yeah. one more um, little tidbit that I forgot to bring up. Yep. Which is that um, where, where where was I, I wrote it down because it's so damn good. Oh yeah. So in seeing this movie, one of the mm-hmm. veteran Looney Tune directors, Chuck Jones, was very critical of the film. Sp- specifically for its premise, because oh, yeah. I mean, Bugs Bunny would not have enlisted help to resolve a conflict. <laughs> that was the issue, was that he was asking for help. That does
0: seem true, to be fair. I never really think of him going for help. That's a... But I
1: I just... I, yeah, I can't I, believe that's your complaint. I can't get enough of these people who are so devoted to characters that don't ex- It reminded me of, like, people throwing a shit fit for, like, Having a black Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, that, that is ridiculous. Like this, that is not. If you want to look He's, at things in the movie that don't make sense, fictitious. this is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> oh, you know what happens right after that is they challenge him to the basketball game. That's sort of the next. You can you oh, can do the recap, right. but the, right, they, right, they do right. go right into that basically from there.
1: They do go right into that. Um, but meanwhile, we like so while that is percolating and the Monstars are trying to figure a way to get jacked up on basketball juice, we mm-hmm. do pan back over to Michael Jordan. I feel yeah, weird playing... bringing it up because no one gives a shit about Michael Jordan, yeah, the person. it does not matter at all. We've just seen Bugs doing Looney Tunes stuff. I assume that Kid You would be really irritated that we had to watch Michael Jordan again.
0: I don't think I knew enough to question it. I think I was just trying to like go along with the plot here. I, I mean, is it? can we talk about Michael Jordan as a baseball player? Am I allowed to bring that up mm-hmm. now? He's awful. Like, he was a legitimately not a good baseball prospect at all. And if he was not named Michael Jordan, there is not a chance in hell that he would have been playing even at what they call double A's where he was playing, which is, like, the league below the league of the majors. Like, he was two leagues down. And if he was not Michael Jordan, there's no way he would have been able to do what he was doing. It's it's his sort of dream to go play baseball doesn't make any sense because he didn't have almost any experience playing baseball at a professional level. Yeah. So, yeah I, I like to actually like the scene if only because it points out very clearly that he was not a good baseball player. and yeah. it probably took a lot of convincing for Michael Jordan to look like a loser on screen because he is not he would refuse to do that.
1: I don't think that there's any theme to this movie. No, like, that, there's that, That's none at not all. really <laughs> a, that's not how this movie traffics. but I, I I do agree. I like that we are seeing um, real life reflected through this movie. like even in the movie, no one calls him out on it like everyone is yeah like, you struck out like a champ uh, <laughs> yeah, i love that
0: the catchers giving him batting advice while he's yeah, at the plate like telling it. him the pitches yeah the other it team's is,
1: catcher yeah
0: yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty good yeah there there is very little like yeah he, he was just celebrated for doing because everyone just wanted to see him it was it was such a no yeah he he in,
1: had transcended sports to regular fame
0: I mean this movie is also that he had transcended yeah. sports to to try to make a movie and he couldn't yeah. act so they're yeah. just like let's put him in a movie like, let's <laughs> just, let, let's just do that okay yeah but,
1: um yeah it, this is also where Wayne Knight shows up uh he does what uh what what most people know as either uh Newman or uh uh, uh, uh you didn't say the magic word from Jurassic Park mm. I can't remember. I what think it was a name. voice
0: actor in Toy Story. I'm pretty sure he's in Toy Story too. Really?
1: Was he? The, yeah, he's. He wouldn't have been. He's the, the toy
0: collect. He's the toy collector in Toy Story 2 That they that, wants that. I'm pretty collector. sure.
1: It, I don't remember that movie very well at all. I Wayne remember makes they this movie to give, a lot. They, I remember he's, them trying to give Woody a romance that wasn't Buzz Lightyear, and because it wasn't Buzz Lightyear, it didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he was Al McWiggin.
1: That was the name of this character. Yeah, he, he is. He that's, is a, in, that's a Wayne Knight character, right yeah, there. He is.
0: He, he is. In, he's in this movie a decent amount, though. He's in like half the live action scenes. I mean, they really oh, wanted to get their money's worth out. He
1: it. has to because right, he otherwise we're yeah. Otherwise we're watching Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he can actually act in this movie. He's
1: yeah. Anytime I mean, he's, that Wayne Knight was busy, they're like Bill Murray. Send him over. We need an injection of yeah. Bill Murray into this scenes stat.
0: I don't know if Wayne Knight's jokes really work in this movie for me nearly as much as like his. I I, I think Newman and Seinfeld is a pretty funny character. He's obviously one note, but I, he's not. It's not just like fat shaming jokes. Like they actually have fun with Newman as a character because he's got these weird quirks about him. Sure, this character has almost nothing to him besides the fact that he's fat. No, he's, that's his. He's
1: that's his much. Character. He's he's the sweaty, nervous side of the Jurassic Park Newman. Sure. Yeah. Um, without any it. of the money grubbingness, like he's actually like a sweet man at heart. Like he just wants to help out in this movie. Cause, that's Because adults don't work on adult motivations in this movie; they work on kid motivations, <laughs> and kid, kids just want to. I just want to be on the court, coach. I don't really care yep. if anyone's paying me. I just want to be nice. Um, so he's he's sweaty, nervous Newman from Jurassic Park most of the time here, and he's just trying to make MJ's life better. And we get some real cringy scenes of. <sighs> him sucking up to mj and michael jordan just poorly communicating exasperation with i
0: mean ter- terribly he does not does not do it at all he <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem to be annoyed at all he just seems to be talking to him
1: yeah it's it's a it's a fine line to thread to be fair um yeah but he, he's not storied in this so he cannot mm. thread it but um yeah we we get back to the to the tunes who are trying to like actually sorry not, not to interrupt oh, no, no, i have no, one more scene i want to point out there Absolutely. is i
0: think another scene i think the scene before this is where they no the, i guess you're right the golfing scene does come after this right i don't want to i don't mean to cut you off but because oh, the Jesus. golfing scene that's a great question golfing...
1: hey this is something that we sometimes do in movies where we're just like mm-hmm. i don't remember where it happens if we sure. don't remember where it happens probably doesn't matter where it happens this, this it movie not. isn't it, a pacing master class like these aren't it, it, Bricks that are fitted together just so to make a a, 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 a pagoda. This is just a pile of bricks. You know? <laughs> yeah. So
0: I I just wanted to mention the the golfing scene is one of the few scenes I think Michael Jordan is decent in. I think it, it's because it's an area where he's very comfortable. He's in he owns a golf course, avid golfer. Another sport that he's addicted to because he can gamble on it. He love and I think Larry Bird is actually very good in this scene as another NBA player they bring in who's pretty funny in this scene. So they do a pretty good job with that
1: every basketball player who's not michael jordan crushes all of the acting scenes
0: we have not gotten there yet but we haven't they gotten are, there we're going they to are incredible there. they are incredible like the other nba players in this movie are actually kind of amazing
1: i mean like <laughs> not really like if i were to like try to expound upon the acting talent <laughs> yeah, yeah. of no <laughs> you know charles barkley or Muggsy bogues i'd probably come up wanting but they're not given enough Rope to hang themselves with. They're having
0: they're having fun. Is the difference? Yeah. they look like they're enjoying being in the movie. Whereas Michael Jordan looks like he's being held hostage by aliens to make a Space Jam movie. Like he's like it's very weird. Yeah,
1: he, it, I will. Yeah, say, they're having a good time. I will say this in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, Bob Hoskins mm-hmm. constantly looks like he's being held hostage to make a movie. <laughs> like he looks so pissed off over the entirety of it, and it all works with his character. Yeah, this does not work
0: in this movie. He just looks genuinely unhappy
1: to be in the movie. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. All of the track is there. He's doing baseball. He's not doing well at it. This is the opportunity comes back to him. This should give him the giddy enthusiasm of a young kid trying to make it big again. Sure. The same giddy enthusiasm that is Looney Tunes. It's all there.
0: Yeah, they just never tie that together. That does not happen at all.
1: He just doesn't have the confidence to like behave like a Looney Tune, I guess. Which granted, no, it's hard to. Do. I would I would feel hard pressed to do so if there weren't literal Looney Tunes around, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, I cut
0: you off before when you were going back to the Looney Tune scene, but I just no, wanted... No, no, not the really. golfing. I scene mean, is like,
1: per- hey, do you want to bring up the finale now and we can just like do the rest of the movie after that? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we could, we no, could do fine. that. We can we going. keep going. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, we we go back to just a Looney Tune scene where they're trying to get a roster of, or no, they. They didn't sign up for the basketball thing yet. They had like a town hall meeting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, a great, a really great scene with Daffy Duck walking in during that town hall. I remember oh, that being v- very good. Didn't
1: he walk in with like the, the loofah and like he just got out of the tub yeah, and like yeah, the it's hair a, nut yeah, and it's, everything? It's, yep. I, I think and I the, might have applauded in person when he showed up because that yeah, is just such a good... And Daffy Duck is just being so weird and entitled all the time. You know, it's like, awesome. better it's be it. worth it. It's so good. D. Bradley. It's Bacon. also a
0: really really good scene for showing all the other Looney Tunes because you don't need them necessarily talk in the scene. But if you're like paying attention, there's just tons of sort of cameos happening in the background. That seems yeah. that seems pretty great actually. It's very well done.
1: Yeah, this is one of those like kind of blink and you miss it, like a bunch of like little Easter eggs are going to show up. That's going to happen over and over again. There was one oh. moment where we paused the movie because <laughs> it was just a treasure trove of Looney Tunes we, we, shorthand.
0: We were laughing too hard and we had to watch it again.
1: <laughs> that, that so it does happen on occasion, and it's all yeah, the, for sure. It's all the Looney Tunes side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they... Uh, some plot happens. Uh, yeah. The Monstars, I think in the real world... Um the Monstars just like start siphoning talent from nationally um national yeah, basketball like, players. And that just sort of happens. And just now none of the Now none yeah. of the basketball players have talent anymore and everyone's like, What the fuck? Um
0: <laughs> A personal highlight for me is all the scenes of the players trying to pretend they couldn't play basketball. So they have oh, like Patrick God. Ewing at the free throw line and he's like trying to dribble and he can't do it, and then he takes this really awful free throw and it, like, completely misses the basket. Yeah, it goes way over the basket.
1: Like, hand-eye coordination and (laughs) (laughs) basketball skill are one and the same, apparently. Like, the better you are at, what is that, sixth sense kinesthetics or something? Yeah. You know, (laughs) where you can clap your hands in the dark, that kind of sensory experience? Apparently that's just basketball. They are entirely the same thing.
0: (laughs) All the stupid scenes with them trying to play basketball when they can't are are truly truly a favorite part of this whole movie. They're so good. They're just...
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there because no one's. We don't have to make Michael Jordan look cool in them. We can make Charles Barkley look like a big idiot. Yeah. A, yeah, like a boob. It, basketball hit him in the chest, and he like slow reaction time tries to catch it afterwards, and then looks down with a dumb expression.
0: Gold. It still it still works for me even now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> just it's thinking about crazy. it is very funny. Yeah, it's, it's a great scene.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Let's see what happens st- next. I know,
0: they steal the powers. They steal they the powers. They go back, they go back down. The Looney Tunes are playing basketball on the court. Oh yeah. And, then and then the, the Monsters say, you know, can we take our turn and they and they, you know, they grow into these I
1: don't Yeah, know, this is horrific. a good they they turn into the Monsters and I mm-hmm. realized when watching this with you that that is the there was an homage to this. Mm. In Futurama, the one episode with the Harlem Globetrotter. The one episode. The first episode with the Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters. Uh, where Professor Farnsworth creates a bunch of super mutants to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And they're basically the monsters but with, like, cybernetic attachments. <laughs> like, one of them has a cannon <laughs> in his chest.
0: As if they needed more, yeah. yeah. I kind of like to see where they transform. I think the animation's pretty good. I think it's actually, like, a decently animated and, well, a well-designed concept what they're doing there
1: yeah it the camera work is excellent like the yeah there's a
0: kind of quick cuts and yeah it really zooms in on them
1: it's good well it 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 zooms in on them but it also like points toward the sky to give like that impression that they're larger than life kind of towering monuments
0: they're i mean they're huge they're ginormous in this movie they are like there's no scale they're like 20 feet tall but
1: when they when they point out the heights later. Is so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that, that scene actually decent decent animation as well.
2: Yeah,
1: um, this is when we get the golf scene. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But
0: because they have to get the help. Right.
1: Yeah, but but at this point, yeah, they they are like, okay, we we can't handle the monsters on our own. We're going to need to recruit people who actually know basketball. I don't know why we thought we could play basketball. I guess it's because we're tall. <laughs> Apparently, there's more to it than that. Let's go ask the a- experts. And so the Looney Tunes suck Michael Jordan down a golf hole. Yep. While Bill Murray chews the scenery <laughs> in the background to give some much-needed quality to the real-life segments.
0: Yeah, he's in this movie for like 10 minutes, and he's the best character in the whole movie for all 10 minutes. He is. I mean, he's really... He's the only... Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a... I think that this is kind of a real mixed bag, because... Mm-hmm. Mike, Michael Jordan going into Looney Tunes has some bad acting and direction, mm-hmm. but watching a real life person get roped into Looney Tunes is good. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. He, he crash lands and he wakes up and does like that head, you know, shrug thing. And there are literal cartoon birds going around his head. It's great. All of that is going to work on me.
0: And they have him in, like, the chair, and they spin him around. They look They look in his mouth. They have him have the thermometer in it, which explodes. They do yep. a bunch of classic Looney Tunes stuff in, like, the first 30 seconds he's there. It's, that all works It's like really an
1: initiation. Well.
0: Yeah, and that's stuff. You're right, there is something intrinsically fun about having a real person in the Looney Tunes world. Like, there's a lot of sort of interesting ground they could have tread on in this. And they, they do hit some of it very fast. But, yeah, it is it is funny to see Michael Jordan in that. The birds around the head, you're right, is just it's so classic.
1: That's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, they do a good job of that one part that I have a real problem with is that Michael Jordan has nothing he can do
0: he's right. essentially he's a prop through
1: all of this scene.
0: He's a prop for most of the movie well,
1: <laughs> I'll agree with yeah, that but like it's very obvious yeah. the first time these these two things interact is that like one of them has nothing to say which is fine because I didn't really want him to talk so. Yeah, yeah. Was,
0: uh, he's, he, I mean he's a physical specimen in this movie overall he's there for yeah. his basketball ability I mean he's you know that's like he's in the movie to play basketball I and mean, he, he does that pretty well
1: um, at this point, I believe we get the basketball. We get the basketball Jones montage. Yeah, which is. I want y- I want you to give me this scene.
0: I, I mean, I, it's hard to put this scene into words. How great it is, actually, in my opinion. Like, I don't really know. I want to start with the song "Basketball Jones." Mm-hmm. Do you know what that song? Do you know, Do you know who wrote that song originally? I assumed Cheech it was Jones. And, no, Cheech and Chong. From the seventies, wrote this movie. Tommy Cheech, Cheech loves basketball, so he wrote a song about it, and they recorded the song. They rewrote, the, they re-recorded the song for this movie using I it was Barry. Oh, Cheech Marin. W- oh, Cheech Marin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I maybe I, I had this wrong. Yeah, there's who, there. I,
1: is Chong Tommy Chong. I actually Tommy don't Chong know and who Chong Cheech Marin. I, I
0: could I could have this backwards, but okay.
1: Tommy Chong. They, yes. Cheech. Tommy and Tommy Chong. Yes. Yeah.
0: So they he was a huge basketball fan. Wrote a song about it. How he was jonesing to watch basketball. That's what the song's about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: seventies,
0: yeah, I know. That's what the song. So oh God, this, I love it. this movie has a, it's sung by a Barry White and Chris Rock. That Chris Rock the is hell? the backing is the backing vocalist in this song. Let's so let's, that that alone. You're let's already an
1: audience old. participate in this, <laughs> shall we?
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they put the budget into that. What's the reasoning behind it? You can't really hear him, but it's awesome. I mean, it's pretty great that he's. He's part of that song. Uh, and it's really yeah, good it's, to
1: have like a basketball anthem that isn't the, hey ladies, what you want to do? You know, like, it's not really a yeah, pump up and no, this it's is the opposite. awesome. Yeah, it's like a sad basketball jingle.
0: It sort of, it sort of really works in the scene because this scene, while very funny, it also does a decent job of showing these guys sort of feeling lost. And like, they really do a lot of the heavy lifting in this scene. There's a lot of very funny moments with them at the therapist trying to figure out what's wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> the therapist makes a really stupid sex joke, like, yep. has his extended into the bedroom. Like, it just, it's so silly and so fun. They clearly had, like, a great time filming <laughs> the this. The image and just...
1: of, like, all of them walking in <laughs> hospital gowns, yeah,
0: like, yeah, down too... a long hallway, just shooting the shit, being like... <laughs> it's so good. i If the rest of this movie had this much fun with the NBA license, like, they clearly enjoyed sort of they knew this was like going to be playful and fun to be like what if nba players weren't able to play basketball all of a sudden like how would it affect them like they were just they they really chewed the fat this was a really great scene and like to me this is where the nba crossover works the best in the entire movie is when they're having like fun with it and like actually letting the the players be humans and have a good time like it
1: makes me want a it makes me want a different version of this movie wherein every so often rather than give the powers back to the basketball crew is like like every 20 minutes or so let's just check in with, yeah, uh, see what they're doing, yeah. On, 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 uh, on Patrick Ewing and and see, like, oh, he he took up painting. That's great. Yeah, like, yeah I, I love <laughs> that idea. Just doing his other stuff.
0: It's, it's such a great scene. I I had forgotten this scene existed. When I was young, this probably had almost no impression on me because I don't know if I would have gotten the humor they're going for. I'm just not sure I would get this scene. But abstractly, it's it's pretty great.
1: It I'll really also works. I say, it, they all look half alive. Like, yeah. it wasn't just their talent, but also, like, their higher cognitive abilities that got sucked <laughs> out, like watching Charles Barkley just shamble up to a pickup game. <laughs> it's such a funny. Uh,
0: it's also it's also incredibly intelligent casting to get Charles Barkley. You know his his impact today. You, I'm sure you know, but Charles Barkley is like the most famous NBA analyst at this point. Not that he has the best points, but he is. Very popular oh, in terms I, of people watching he, him. I mean, he
1: was responsible for the chaos dunk. I I, I remember. <laughs> I remember that.
0: He he is just he's just a media icon. So they clearly just cast the right people in the role they were going for here, and they like they just grabbed the right NBA players for this spot. It's just it's really well done. They just like, yeah. they nailed this part.
1: It's a good, it's a good collective too, because like one of them's yeah. stoic and one of them's kind of morose, and then Muggsy, Muggsy Bogues Muggsy is just is, like a, is a real happy-go-lucky so-and-so. <laughs>
0: He's pretty great in this, actually. Got like great charisma. They, they, yeah, they really they, they sell him well. Yeah, it's good. It's a good scene. Um, yeah, it's
1: uh. So so at this point, Michael Jordan is. We're getting down to brass tacks. Let's start playing basketball. The Looney mm-hmm. Tunes can't hold focus for more than five seconds, so they're all pretty bad. Which is why we have the, an emergency chipette injection into the. Oh movie yeah! Oh yeah! yeah we Lola need it. With Bunny showing up. She mm-hmm. is, as we previously stated, a pretty infamous character. Mm. I like her in isolation in this movie. Like I don't like the way she yeah. is treated writ large by the fandom. Sexualizing no. female characters, even if they are bunny shaped, is always gonna feel weird to me. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna come up across that in Final Fantasy Twelve once I start playing it, but Fair. Yeah, it's uh I actually like her in this movie. I, me I, too. I, I think I she feel works like she's r- pretty good. Better
0: than I th- the not to spoil the ending, but she has maybe my favorite mo- favorite mo- moment in the whole movie. She has the coolest Looney Tunes bit in the whole movie.
1: Oh man, you're gonna have to a- remind me. But after her and
0: Bugs kiss, oh. she makes the crazy whooping sound that like a, a Looney Tune would usually make. Yeah. And then she pulls the screen down and it rolls up. Yeah. Such a classic Looney Tunes transition. It's super fun. It's playful. Like it's like. They they get they figured her out how to write her in the last two seconds of her. Yeah, being that,
1: on Yeah, that's like more female just, empowerment than any amount of playing basketball will do. Because right, like, she's not
0: she's not kissing bugs because he wants her to. She's kissing bugs because she wants to, which actually works way better as a sort of romance plotline. It, it that best moment of the movie for her, and it's really a cool moment. I actually think it works super well. I'm
1: mm-hmm. glad that you pointed that out because there is the temptation in these things for um, the woman just to be a focus of the male gaze, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yep. in a goofy movie one of our constant gripes was that Max's beloved was pheromones yeah. and not much else
0: yeah she has no personality
1: the fact that the fact that Lola bunny like kind of carves her niche as a looney tune for her to do the whooping thing and to pull That's the thing so, down like so good oh she's just she's one of the bunch she's one of the gang now like right, she's. Like she's this wacky was her and initiation. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's
0: super fun. It's it's a really good moment. It works. Her, I wanted to be mad at her character because I just, like you said, it's so it's so objectifying almost immediately. Yeah, she did. She does win you over by the end of the movie. It's hard she to does. not like her at least at least a decent amount by the end.
1: Yeah, and I do like the dynamic of just like Bugs being a love sick idiot. <laughs> like that that works for me.
0: Yeah, it works immediately. I mean, that's so easy to picture for him. I I don't know if they ever experimented with that before, but it it, it is. There's it's, that part where he sees her and he goes as stiff as a board, which is such a... Oh, such yeah, a the rigor mortis, stupid, yeah. Such a stupid joke, but admittedly pretty good.
1: <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's very true to Looney Tunes. They'd always hide innuendo like that in, uh, mm. in 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 old cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So they now have to go to Michael Jordan's house to get his gear. He needs his shorts. He won't play without his shorts. We're creating yeah. a permission structure to see Bugs and Daffy go into Michael Jordan's house. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is,
0: Yeah, this this scene's also amazing. This this, really, this might really
1: be good. perfect. Like this might be a perfect scene. There's Yeah. I can't it's not really that long. describe it's... how whimsical it is for Michael Jordan's kids to be like opening the bedroom doors to watch just to get a flicker of Bugs and Daffy <laughs> in their hallway yeah. jabber jawing away like a couple idiots. Like it's 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 it has the same cadence of like somebody seeing Santa climb up the yeah, chimney yeah for sure on yeah, christmas they, they, morning like oh we 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 we've, we've caught the secret the secret's out i knew these tunes were real
0: mm. i also love the animation of them going underneath the floorboards in the house and you see all the floorboards kind of splintering as they're going through cuz they're like popping them up as they go through just a really like fun little animation they did this this scene is um, yeah like, like awesome. the world there's,
1: there's... bends around this looney tune logic where like wherever bugs steps it's looney tune physics now
0: we, we skip class, skip past it before. Fans. But I wanted to mention the other scene yeah. I really like with the kids is they're watching Looney Tunes on TV, and Wile E. Coyote is chasing the Road and like a Porky Pig comes in and is like, "We got a town meeting," and they just <laughs> and they just leave, and the show just keeps playing, and the kids are like, "What the hell is going on here?" I don't know why that also the really got me. I, I like that. Of,
1: <laughs> the ontology of Space Jam is a really <laughs> special organism. Like, yeah, the it's notion. bizarre. It's like Wreck It Ralph, uh, like, yeah. almost exactly like. You know, the like uh, when we look at the Wreck It Ralph thing halfway through the movie, and Ralph isn't showing up, you just see all the little townspeople on the screen, kind of like yelling at each other and like yeah. freaking out. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's all like done that. in the style of the of the game. It's just like, yeah. oh, this isn't behaving great.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I like that. Yeah, we just didn't mention it before. I wanted to point that one out. No, it's what well we're it. pointing out. Yeah,
1: uh, the other thing that I really love in Bugs and Daffy exploring this house um, is. When Daffy Duck is like kind of bemoaning. everything about Daffy Duck, I love. He's very nearly a perfect character, but yeah. he's like he's like rummaging around through like a um through through a dresser. He's like, I can't believe I have to be. And then he like finds something. And he's like, Oh, that's actually very nice. Like I, I don't know what he's looking at. But just like the notion of he's griping to himself, and then he's just like, Oh, well, that's lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's clear why they picked those two characters as the focal point of the movie for them. They're both immediately identifiable and recognizable, but also just genuinely delightful. You love being around them. Yeah, it's comforting while also really funny, and it's it's good pairing yeah. too. Oh, it's amazing pairing. They're, they play, they play each with each so other so well.
1: well. They they yeah. they figured it out back in like the sixties, and, <laughs> and they were there just was like, "Why would I ever?" Mess never with need this? for improvement. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You could it's, do that
0: today, and it'd still be funny. Like you don't need to change.
1: Yeah, it at it's all. Batman and, and Joker. Like there's there's. Mm. You know, they're just they're perfect opposites. Who's Batman in that analogy? Uh... <laughs> I, I feel like to say Daffy Duck because of Darkwing me, Duck, but I think it's probably the other way around. I
0: don't know. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to digress too far. But. <laughs> that, that would be that would be an hour long discussion. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh. So they they get the shorts. The Looney Tunes are currently working out. To a Richard Simmons video, <laughs> Which, <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah, places it pretty well in the in the time that it was filmed as well. That's a very '90s thing to be
1: doing. Yep. Do they also have like those little jazz wristbands? Or oh I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I feel like Porky We're Pig is wearing
0: that. them, and like yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's it's very classic for that time. Yep.
1: I would have, I could have done with more Porky Pig in this. He's,
0: I mean, you just like the joke that Porky Pig has, where he'll start saying one word and then he'll pivot to the other word because he can't get it out. I mean, it it is it works a hundred times in this movie like they do it a bunch and it's funny every time
1: i don't remember (laughs) if this is exactly how i phrased it to you but like that joke will never not work on me
0: yeah it's i mean it it works every time it is very funny
1: in the real world nba gets canceled
0: i guess (laughs) they they shut it down because it's too dangerous they didn't i I think it's strange they didn't get the commissioner of the nba to be in this movie because it's such an obvious inclusion for them, because, again, this movie is essentially an hour-and-a-half-long advertisement for the NBA. Yeah. So I'm surprised they couldn't get the real commissioner, because I suspect he was very happy with this product coming out. This is probably very good for him as a business.
1: So yeah, I probably. imagine so.
0: I'm Just a little gripe that I noticed, but...
1: Yeah, I, I guess I guess in your advanced sports-watching and knowing <laughs> age, um, I guess, like, I mean, how? how... Because that's that's not the mark of quality that is lending this movie its popularity with its target audience, right? Like, it's not really for people who are into sports by and large.
0: I think it isn't, but it it is trying to be a love letter to the NBA at this time. There's a lot of current NBA players in this movie. Like, there's a besides the five that we see get their powers taken in the actual games on, like when they when they show them at the games, those are actual NBA players that they're playing with. They got like. I think the list is like 20 NBA players are in this movie. So they clearly spent the time like trying to recruit current NBA players for this era. So I'm just surprised they didn't extend it beyond that to like getting, you know, like, yeah, I just, it's just, it's a little detail that I noticed because David Stern, who was the commissioner of the NBA is kind of a famous guy and he just, it stands out that it's not him. So, well,
1: I mean, I'll, 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 here's my devil's advocate position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan is easily recognizable. He's got to be there. Barkley... Ewing, Ewing Mugsy Bogues. The These are, are secondary, Ewing. like icons. You probably would recognize them, so mm-hmm. we, you can imagine copping up the budget for them. But the promoters, like th- those, those aren't really faces that the public is that familiar with.
0: Absolutely, I mean, what you're saying totally makes sense to me. I just, if you're already going just so over the top with this, like you might as well just go all the way. Like they've already done yeah. just an excessive level of preparation of like players and celebrities being in this movie i just mentioned chris rock isn't a song in this movie like there's no reason for him to be there either chris rock is also
1: in osmosis
0: jones that doesn't matter fair i'm just you know like i just i'm surprised they didn't do it is all
1: sure no i i I take your meaning okay no i'm sorry chris rock wasn't kid rock was and chris tucker was i apologize (laughs) yeah remember kid rock and uh or kidney rock i I believe was his name i I try not to but yes i i think
0: i know i think i know
1: you're talking about (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we get to the ball ballgame. The, the, mm. Now the movie starts, more or less? Like, everything yeah, else is, was kind of coming attractions, but now we're like, in the, the meat movie. of it.
0: Opens with an incredible music number while they're getting prepped, I want to mention. That is really, really good. It's like, it's just really up-tempo, kind of, yeah, it just, it gets you uh, isn't hyped. This, like
1: it, isn't this Pump Up pump up the Jam?
0: It, it is not, although it sounds remarkably like it. I looked this okay. up because I thought it was Pump Up the Jam. And it's, I mean...
1: Hang on, is it, the, is it the Y'all Ready For This song?
0: <laughs> it might be. It sounds so much like Pump Up the Jam that.
1: Wait wait wait, is that Pump Up the Jam? I don't know anything about yeah, music I, guys. I,
0: I, I don't I don't remember either. But this this scene works really, really well that it says Pomp the Jam is featured on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Anyway, i It were probably were
1: is on it. the soundtrack, whether or not it's actually in the movie. Is
2: uh.
0: We're getting lost here, but it is a really great scene. The the prep scene where like Daffy Duck's putting on the armor and the oh, inflatable good. tube. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's such classic. Like God, I love Daffy Duck. <laughs> it's so good. It, this this is great. They they have the really cool shot where it zooms in on the the Looney Tunes town and they're and it says like you know game for our fates like tonight and like it's like all the people in the cars. It's just really well animated. It's really alive. It feels. Really energetic. It's a really. I like. I like. This movie does improve when it hits this point because this is where.
1: It's what the. It, you're like, you said, it's the basically what the movie's actually about is this half yeah. hour long. Toons <laughs> have no problem playing sports. Like, they make up the rules a lot of the time, but we're not really there to watch the rules. We're not really there to even watch this sport. We're just there to watch. Right. Looney Tunes have a permission structure for physical comedy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, if you this... do
1: know anything about basketball, it kind of pays off. Like, the melding of these two things are great. Like,. The announcer announcing the innou- all of the their innou- all of their names <laughs> and heights, and you get to yeah. s- hear how rid- ludicrous <laughs> like the the disparity in their heights actually is.
0: I don't know if I said this to you when we were at, at watching it here, but I love the detail. They actually do a pretty good job of like so the detail that he announces the starting players for the home team and their heights and all that stuff, and he has like a hype up for them is very accurate for a home NBA game. You would oh, go to the game and they, they would do announce for the.
2: Right, the away team You
0: just game? say, and the away team, you know, like the Brooklyn Nets. Like they would just no sort of. Way. So they got that detail right, and I really like that about it. Like it just sort of, and, the, and the, he's like, and, know, and the monsters because we yeah. don't
1: want to hear about the, we don't Who care. Who gives a crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah oh, just, that's beautiful. See, this yeah, is what they I'm do talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you can inject basketball into Looney Tunes and it doesn't get in the way, it's awesome.
0: And yeah, I, I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, they clearly actually thought about this part. Like that's a cool detail to like. Layer in there if you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah, another good. The announcer, I tried to look up. Nobody famous. I thought it was a real NBA announcer maybe, but I didn't find any evidence that that was a, an actual like stadium announcer. Mm. Did a good Not job. Sure. Sounded like one.
1: Yeah, it sounded very appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, then we get into the first half of the ball game. <laughs>
2: Kind of this one-sided, where we get
1: the, isn't it? <laughs> the, kind of one-sided, isn't it? Like, that classic... I think that is a classic Looney Tunes joke, where, like, yeah. a number keeps on ticking up until it just says a sentence instead of a number ticking up.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, like, see, that Yeah. That feels yeah. very... That feels very
1: like, like a rocket blasting off, and, like, the altitude keeps climbing up until, like, way the heck up there, or something like that appears mm-hmm. on the thing. Like, that's actually a very successful joke in my mind. And
0: it works here. I mean, it, it you know, it's a I what they're going for works this scene this scene's just them getting pum- pummeled by the monstars. that's the whole scene
1: it is it's got a couple good moments this is where porky pig says i i think we should quit 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 quit, quit forfeit <laughs> it's always gonna work on me yeah it's a good one <laughs> um i really like how daffy duck gets intimidated and throws the ball over to uh granny i guess yeah
0: on the bench yep yeah.
1: <laughs> And she was wide open. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean So, so good. <laughs> yep. Uh, meanwhile, Newman is spying on the Monstars. Mm, yep, um, in the locker room. So they're, they're uncovering the bare threads of this plot. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Bugs tries to hype up his team because their, their morale is low. I assume mm. that this is the crux of every sporting event is just your morale is the only thing that matters. Skills are not... Mm relevant is that right
0: yeah i I mean this is is like a very i think this is just a classic sports movie trope what you're hitting here like this is like a very traditional sports movie plot
1: yeah you got to get your mojo back
0: right and like the heroes are all down like you know they're not playing well you gotta you know you gotta rally the troops like this is a this this 30 minute bit is basically most modern sports movies encapsulated into this quick 30 minute
1: that's little. a good point. Yeah, it's always like the the main protagonist just has to go over his mental block or trauma or remember mm-hmm. what's important to him, and then he gets like Super Saiyan powers at this sport for a while.
0: They've made this movie like a thousand times, and it's it still, frankly, it's not sells even just
1: sports. Works. Like, this is yeah. the shonen mm-hmm. battle thing. Yeah. Like, it, right. it's, it's yeah. It's, as long as you got gumption, you can't do this.
0: <laughs> or Michael's Secret stuff in this case.
1: Yeah, so they give. Water to the the, the, to the Looney Tunes, and because they're all impressionable as hell, because they're Looney Tunes, <laughs> it magically gives them superpowers and muscles and stuff. And it's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Michael Jordan's sole good acting talent in this movie is this scene. Yeah, Be- because of I think mostly just because of the dialogue, but like, nah, I just didn't think you guys needed it. <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah, it's You're competitive. Good. That's so cute. That's such a cute <laughs> line, and it's a good read. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I, 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 the shot that I
0: remember is when Bugs drinks it. He gets muscles on muscles on muscles on mm-hmm. muscles on like it just it just keeps popping out from him. It's very it's a very funny. Like I said, the, it, I the like whole
1: it. sports thing is just a, an <laughs> avenue for physical comedy. The yeah. content ma- makes very little difference here.
0: Yeah, it does not at all. <laughs> it's great.
1: So y'all ready for this? I think is the thing for the second half. I was wrong. It was the, it was the y'all ready for this? Mm. We did forget one detail.
0: Actually, I wanted to mention one These. detail I loved about the game. Yeah, Marvin the Martian is the referee, oh, and that yeah. is an incredibly clever, just a sneaky little. If you're paying attention, you'll totally get why that works. It's yeah. Supposed to be a neutral party, also an alien. He's also a Looney Tune. Like it just super. I, I, when I saw that again, I was just it made me smile because they just. I don't know how this movie gets so many things right and wrong all in the same. It's an incredible ability this movie has. It's truly.
1: Well, I, I think that the 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 um. The, the the writers were just like well versed in Looney Tunes. Mm, you know? Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Um. So so a lot of a lot of the jokes are just Looney Tune jokes, and then Michael Jordan is vaguely around, for, <laughs> you know, for the sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the second. I, I half, really, yeah. I know I really love Marvin the Martian being the referee. I like. Oh, it's super good. I was hoping that I could hear a bit of dialogue from him, but you know, I, he I didn't recognize, talk at all, right? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I think he's just sort of a. I
1: think I would have noticed, but there's uh,
0: several Looney Tunes they bring in that are on screen but never say a word. Like Speedy yeah. Gonzalez is in it, and that once in the scene where they're all injured, to sort of in the back. Like they just they do that every so often. But is that not. Speedy
1: Gonzalez or is that just Nameless Mouse? I think that's supposed to be Speedy Gonzalez because he has the hat right. near yeah. him, kind Who's, of. Who is Nameless Mouse?
0: Oh, that's the little guy who comes into the game and is like, "Oh, I, love, you know, I really appreciate you letting me come into the game." And i I think
1: that's yeah. He there. just talks a lot. Like, yeah, it's not a Speedy Gonzalez be. though, because that is racistly Mexican accent. Um, <laughs> Thank God Speedy
0: just... Gonzalez didn't talk. But no, yeah, that's probably a good decision. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know who this
1: mouse is. <laughs> this is just another mouse.
0: Before. Yeah, I've never seen it before.
1: Unless it's Jerry. Does Jerry talk like that? Jerry doesn't talk either. Jerry's not a Looney Tune, is he? Which cat is a Looney Tune? Sylvester. Oh, Sylvester. I believe... <laughs> Isn't it Sylvester and Tweety? No, that's Sylvester yes. and Tweety, not Tom and Jerry. Oh, what am yes. I thinking of? Um, I did like the Sylvester yeah. Yeah, kind of yeah. joke <laughs> earlier. What, what exactly was it? He was like, so good.
0: He, he makes this... They're like trying to figure they're out like a plan of how plans. to take the monsters, And he's like, and you know what we do? We break into the room through the window we snag that bird. And he's like... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's so it's so out of nowhere and just like
2: and everyone's it's like so, okay, let's get back on task.
0: Super fun again. There's there are just great moments of Looney Tunes in this, and that is definitely it's so just good. Thinking about it again, <laughs> it's all he can think about.
2: Uh, and
1: what we do, is snag that bird. Oh, that's good. Anyway, all right. So, second half. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> this is playing. This is just an extended Looney Tunes cartoon, and yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It, it works in like Looney Tunes. It,
0: it's like also the classic, you know, overcoming a villain in a in a sports movie moment. Like it, like it has the feel good aspect of it. It's super silly. It, yeah, this is this is awesome. It's just it's like ten minutes of just genius, uh, comedic genius happening. It's so good. And you
1: also and you also mentioned that like, um, Michael Jordan even looks better in these sequences. I don't think that's an accident. I think they recognize this is the this is the big moments of the movie we want to make this look really good like it it looks as though they bothered to animate around him for the first time
0: yeah he does actually blend into the scenery here it's like it's it it's so noticeable that he doesn't in the first half of this movie you you know the first hours movie you don't notice it here which is the contrast that i can't tell that he's not on this like it it actually really does look like he's in the scenes yeah this if only they could make a whole movie out of just this, but they. And that could needed... just
1: be sleight of hand in that there's a lot of other stuff to watch, but for yeah. whatever reason, it does flow a lot better, and he doesn't get in the way. That's the thing of it.
0: Right, he's on the basketball court. That's where he's comfortable. It totally makes sense to bring in a basketball player yeah. to have him play
1: basketball. Like that's a smart. That's I do smart like movie. the I do like the meta narrative of like how can we make Michael Jordan an actor? Make him play basketball. <laughs> yeah. What is he good at?
0: Oh yeah, basketball.
2: That's right. Mm. That's right. He is really good at that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um so this is the point at which we get the animated Michael Jordan sequence narrated by um oh yeah I forgot narra- about that. Narr- narrated by um Frank what what's his name Danny DeVito Thank you. Danny <laughs> you, mean Frank, you mean Frank Reynolds from yeah. Alex Sunny*? Okay, <laughs> Look, I, yeah. I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah, Danny DeVito. Yeah, narrates that that sort of grim scene of him being a, a slave on a planet and losing in basketball over and over again. It's really. It's, I
1: remembered that scene from watching this as a kid.
0: Yeah, it stands out. It's it's pretty. It's like it's pretty disturbing. Like it's, it's not grim. a it's not a good image. It is it is very. I also really like it in the concept of. Michael Jordan being obsessed with winning that he has to lose every game. I really think that that's a good torture for him. That's like a very
1: great. Dude, that delivery from Danny DeVito is legendary. And, yeah, it's and pretty. You're
2: good. Gonna lose. It's just. <laughs> <clears throat> it's really good. Um. Yeah, and I think stakes. that
1: the animated Michael Jordan looks really good too. It made me just want to see that. <laughs> we haven't really
0: mentioned it yet, but this movie has like 12 styles of animation happening at all, like in totally different scenes or in the same scene. Like, it, Yeah. I it mean, just the lighting of cohesion. this sequence
1: would be different enough, but yeah. Like it's a completely that different style and like it's, it's drawn.
0: So cool. it, yeah, it's it's a very it's actually very cool. This is a very cool animated. It's very dark, but I actually I agree. This looks really good. In like, the, mm-hmm. It's because it's not trying it's to layer
1: it's got like a wacky house of horrors kind of feel to it, with like mm-hmm. the stairs going up to the basketball hoop. Just yeah, like yeah. all of the objects are out of scale to what they should be. It looks really cool.
0: It's also the, it also uses the idea, like you said, a house of horrors like a carnival being kind of creepy. Like I think that they're supposed to be yeah. like sort of an off putting carnival. There, the n- more yeah. i like, I think I went. So I like,
1: think I was thinking Hall of Mirrors is what I was. No, thinking. yeah, you're,
0: there. You're, you're, you're spot on. That's that's pretty accurate. That's like that's that's yeah, it it works. This scene that, that is, I had forgotten that scene. That's a good one. That,
1: it's really good it stands out and yeah. danny devito narrating some horrible shit is like perfect yeah no that's yeah, exact... just... it's it's <laughs> it's like are you are you currently narrating matilda no narrate some horrible shit go yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah he's actually a really good voice actor i wouldn't mind hearing um of like a bunch of audiobooks by yeah uh, with danny devito at the helm
0: he never, I don't know, is he in a lot of other animated stuff? Do you have any idea? The only thing I of,
1: can remember is Matilda. Is is the only other portion of, like, him doing just a voice. Isn't he in Matilda? He is also in Matilda. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, he's in Matilda. But he's yeah. in Matilda, but he's also the narrator to Matilda. It's very think, odd when you put those pieces together. And it's like, Wait, I think he directed Matilda also. I believe he did.
0: Yeah, his 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 IMDb is mostly live action stuff. He did voice act in Hercules, The Lorax. Oh, of course,
1: he's uh he's Phil the the satyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a he's just great. He's yeah, he's great. He's
0: he's always good. He's just he's you always like seeing Danny DeVito in a movie. It's like really hard to not have a positive response to him in a movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and let the good times roll. We then get a great sequence of looking at all of the players that have been injured over the course of the game. Oh my god. Looking at that bench with the funeral music going, uh down, 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 (laughs) down. And this is just one of, that. this is that freeze frame moment that we were talking about where we had to stop it and take note of everything. Isn't
0: a Foghorn leghorn just a roast chicken on the bench (laughs) at this point with a blood bag going into him? Like, isn't it just like... (laughs) <laughs> he's gone. He's just Roast chicken he's just,
1: with a blood bag. Is the yeah. thing that made me stop the scene and be like, yeah. "No,
0: yeah, that's too. We it's have too. to look." It's too funny. I mean, they're, they're doing this just so they can set up the return.
1: Speedy Gonzalez
0: is, for some reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a mousetrap? Yeah, I do Yeah, I do really like that, too. I don't I, remember when yeah, that it's, happened. It's so bizarre. Yeah, they <laughs> another in an iron lung?
2: <laughs> like, there's just... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. yeah.
0: This tiny bird, like, <laughs> so good. Yeah, they, this is one of those times that they, again, they use the Looney Tunes license to such effective... Like, they're using it in such an effective way, like... Yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, this is where the integration actually works. Like, the Looney Tunes in a sports movie is intrinsically funny if you can just do ridiculous stuff like this. Just so over the top.
1: Yeah, yeah explosions in real life are scary. Explosions in Looney Tunes are an excuse to draw Daffy Duck with his bill backwards. Yeah, like,
0: that's our Tweety in an iron lung. That is... <laughs> that's I mean, so that's, good. That's next
1: level. That's so funny. I mean, any other sports, any real life sports movie, if you injured somebody, you can't laugh at that. That's the it's tragic sad, right? cost. Yeah, yeah. like that he's gonna you know he's he's never gonna be able to play football again kind of thing i mean, I mean there's looney like tunes it's just yeah. we, we know the shorthand for looney tunes injury means comedy
0: <laughs> i mean there's like four scenes right before that of people just getting blasted by the monsters <laughs> on the court like they
1: just... and because this is the second half where the where they've got jordan's special stuff coursing through their veins yeah. Uh, we get a bunch of ludicrous antics from the other side.
0: Yeah, they like... I remember Lola Bunny running on a dude's face in this scene. Like, yeah. there's just a bunch of really, like, cool little, like, bits like that that
1: work also. Great. Yeah, the,
0: her her scampering her feet across his face as the folds come and, like, down. Just, like, melting, yeah. Yeah, like that's a, a pretty good one.
1: Like a hunchback of Notre Dame face.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: great. <laughs> it's great. Um, and then there's also... Uh, Elmer Fudd? And, no, it's 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 the two guys, I don't remember, was it Porky Pig and Elmer Fudd, or Elmer Fudd and, and Yosemite Sam? There are two people who, like, Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, who do take the Pulp guns, Fiction. Yeah, yeah, do the Pulp Fiction and, like, <laughs> shoot out his teeth. <laughs> yep, yep. That, that it's, uh, it's Yosemite Sam and um, Elmer Fudd who do that. Uh,
1: right? I, I, okay, that, that does make sense. They are yeah, the, the guns. The,
0: the two hunters, right, right,
1: yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, just, just really great. Uh, at one point, uh, Newman... <laughs> He's not on the. Is he on the scene? Is this where he gets flat Newmaned?
0: So yeah, so he gets. I think he gets flat Newmaned as an excuse to bring back Bill Murray into the scene, who's trying to start his career as an NBA player.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's. If, if anyone remembers Flat Newman, it looks <laughs> insane. Like yeah, I
0: think I think Newman gets past the ball, and all of the monsters jump on top of him at once, and he gets yep. flattened like a pancake.
1: It it looks like claymation, like the eyes going back and forth on that, and like the, the uncanny shape with some signs of life, but not quite. Like it looks like Gumby. He looks like Gumby here. And in typical
0: Looney Tunes fashion, they have to keep the joke going, and they come out in the court and the and they inflate him with like a yep. like an air pump, and then he flies around the arena deflating like a hot air balloon, and that's no it. notes.
1: No, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, <this> is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, this that's exactly fine. what it should be, yeah. Marvin, and and. It, the good times roll. Um, Flat Newman, I guess, convinces Jordan to keep fighting or something. I don't even remember what the plot is. What even happens anymore? So
0: I remember actually because Bill Murray okay. shows up, tells him tells him he can play, and and they're in the huddle, they're jawing up the play, and Bill's like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball," and I just also I really like that he's like you know he's so confident he wants so the ball over Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Michael Jordan's like, "Give me the ball and get out of the way." I think is the sort of the the, the premise for the last the combination of the basketball game
1: yeah i can't remember the exact sequence of events here but i'm just going to point a couple of things out yeah. marvin martian does in fact speak in this movie he calls uh michael jordan your airness
0: oh uh, yeah he does
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> uh i don't remember what exactly they were doing but i do have the note that bill murray and daffy duck is also a really good pairing
0: I don't remember either, but yeah, I would watch an entire movie of just that. Like
1: they, they must have, they must have just been jabber jaw about some. They're basically the same character <laughs> in this movie,
0: especially, but also in real life. It seems like they're pretty similar. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, pretty
0: um, good.
1: But yeah, that that we are getting into the finale here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so why don't, why don't why don't you bring us through the through the <laughs> home stretch of this game?
0: Uh, all right, so they inbounds the ball on the final play of the game. I think the. I believe the Toon Squad's down by one, and they have, mm-hmm. like, ten seconds left in the game. Michael Jordan gets the ball, runs down the court, and he begins to jump from the halfway point on the court, so right where the logo usually is. Now, you probably don't know this, but this is actually another homage to a thing that Jordan once did. In the slam dunk contest, like, in, like, the 80s, Jordan made a, it became insanely popular because he could dunk from, like, the free throw line. Do you know where the free throw line is on the basketball court?
1: Uh, I recognize it as a point of distance Before the half-court line, but after, like, it's not literally under the net but it's not the half court line that's it's, the degree of familiarity yeah. i have with the free it's throw the lineup.
0: rectangle at the end of where the net is so there's like a gotcha. rectangle on so it was just it, when it happened people went crazy he people called him your airness because he could people thought he could fly through the air so the Wait, joke called here called
1: him your airness oh,
0: that was actually his name oh yeah that's like it that's like a, what yeah that's like that's like
1: the, are you fucking kidding me
0: no he he was the joke is that michael jordan i have said this before in my life it's like he would jump and then somehow he would jump again like he could double jump I like thought, in a video game. I thought that was just <laughs> Marvin the Martian. No, that's actually like a real nickname. That's
1: game. just a nickname that he
0: Excuse so, me? So <laughs> this, this last shot where he jumps from half court is sort of an homage to that sort of, sort of dunk that he oh, did. And God so as, as he's flying through the air, all of the monsters grab him. And Michael Jordan, finally embracing his inner Looney Tune. Begins sure. to stretch his, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> begins to stretch his arm outwards in sort of a ridiculous, it doesn't look great, but it no. is. It, it, it works pretty well. In it doesn't scene look good, like
1: f- it sounds excellent though. It does
0: sound excellent, yes, yeah. like this like stretching it just it's yeah. so it's so visceral. And he dunks the ball with no time remaining from half court <laughs> and then yep. the Toon Squad wins. It's it's pretty great. It's a really I good almost
1: moment. I almost would have loved for it to pan out as like this is all done in slow motion and people are just like walking by at regular speed. <laughs> yeah, 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 just like the, the physics actually. of Looney Tune slows things down in the place of action or something
0: yeah i I just think it works because it's such a nice like moment of like him finally embracing being in the looney Tunes world like it it sort of reads that he like finally had fun with it I, I don't know but yeah there
1: it's something there's something missing here there's there's yeah. something missing between him wanting to be looney Tunes and him wanting to be basketball again and I yeah. don't know what it means
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know how they could have reconciled those two things but I yeah it, it uh it still works. This 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 is pretty great. I, I like a, this quite a it's bit. It's
1: an appropriate enough finale. We needed a finale. This is probably one of the best ways to do it. Yep, for sure. Um, and this is where we get the um. Uh, the the, the monster minions doing the Looney Tune acapella. They get they get desportified, yep. and then they do the Looney Tunes acapella as like a I guess like as a tryout to be yeah. They want to become Looney, Looney Tunes, Toons. right? Right. Yeah.
0: Never to be seen again. I'm pretty sure, but.
1: Oh, yeah, and then also, um, Fartbottom, uh, Danny DeVito, uh, gets... gets <laughs> Swackhammer? Swackhammer, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he, he starts telling all the monsters off, and they, they rightly point out, you know, you're bigger than him now. You yeah. kind of don't have to take his shit anymore. And they blast him to the moon and then give the powers back. There we go. Now we're on the right track.
0: Right. We've re- redeemed ourselves in everyone's eyes. It's all okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bill
0: Murray tragically retires from his NBA playing days.
1: One and done. You know? One and done. Undefeated. He went out a champ.
0: That's, that's, his, that's his
1: move there. Uh, and we also get that part where Bugs t- gets an injury and they do the big kiss, right?
0: Yes, that's where that's where the scene with Lola Bunny happens. Is is yeah. at, right at the end there where she pulls that. It's like the transition from him back out of the Looney Tunes world back onto earth is apt. Yes. Like yeah. They kiss. Good way to, pull, good way to end it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the Looney Tunes are seen again. I think that's their last little bit in the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fine. that's a good that's a good way to end it. Again, they have fun with it. They they do a good job of using the Looney Tunes IP there to like to like pull down and like create, you know, create that transition that a Looney Tunes scene would usually have. So
1: I actually really like that the Monstars are like, well, we kind of fit better as Looney Tunes. And it's making me really appreciate that this actually has a lot of commonality with Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Just like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it does. When you put it that I, I I realized that it was a pretty interesting comparison to this movie.
1: Remember at the end of Wreck-It Ralph, how like the q are out of work and they induct them into this new place. Kind of like a Lilo and Stitch. Like we got to figure out how this person fits when they're not on their home planet. Like where can we put them so that they make sense? mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah, just, just something about, like, old properties evolving with the times and still finding the place in the world. Like, there's, there's something very powerful in that, that cartoons are uniquely well-positioned to express.
0: Yeah, and capitalize on nostalgia in a really interesting way because you obviously... Your audience for cartoons initially is children, so you watch them when you were a kid. So there's this, right. always this powerful sort of emotional resonance... You can put the Looney Tunes on screen for me now and I'm going to respond to it like I'm,
2: yeah.
1: I'm however old I am, at 30-something.
0: But, like, rationally,
1: you also recognize that their time has come and gone. You don't mm-hmm. want to say goodbye to them in every way, right. but you recognize that it has to be in a new venue. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and the notion that the Monstars are shrinking back into those little little idiots and going to get inducted into the Looney Tunes... That's very satisfying to me. That's very satisfying yeah. to my brain. Uh, it's pretty endearing
0: that now that you pointed out. Actually, there's, like, of, a, there's I, I like a there's a place that. for them. You know, yeah. They're, yeah. they're silly, sort of stupid. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> any number of cartoons. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, b- before we completely wrap up. Um, do you like the monster minions in any capacity or are they all pretty forgettable? Uh, as we have talked
0: about it a little more, I think I do like them a little bit. I I don't love them. I I don't think they're really supposed to. I think they're supposed to be a plot device in this movie, so they're not really given a ton of time to mm-hmm. be actual characters. There are little No, they're here definitely and
1: there. not characters. They're they're essentially minions.
0: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. They're They're fine. I think that the overall plot is really held together by Danny DeVito being pretty good as the president of them. And like it it gives you like a, yeah, like it gives something to like sort of hang on. How about, how do you feel about this? You've watched a lot more animated stuff than I have. Do you, do you like them?
1: uh, Vaguely the same. I think you're spot on about like Danny DeVito. Just his performance tells Mm -hmm. you his relationship to the Monstars, the Monstars' relationship to society and their relationship to like the tunes. like it. He fills in all of the blanks that would otherwise need a more competent storyteller to, like, narrate. Mm-hmm. But because Swackhammer is so, so well expressed by Danny DeVito, it, you can leave that all in the gutter. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. there, there's no on-screen thing stating the monsters have been abused for years and they need a fresh start. It's it's told extant through right. the it's, way that it's, Danny it's DeVito from treats It's obvious from the way that them. they act, yeah. Yes.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess, I, I, like I said when I started this, I don't think I like them, but as we talked about it, I guess I do. I do appreciate them in this movie. They, they work. They, they work okay. They work better They're, than a lot of the other parts. That
1: yeah, I, I mean, like, like I'm not super warm on them. They're essentially yeah. colorful space fillers, but yeah, I, I like. I like that they have a place in Looney Tunes. Society. Like whenever, whenever someone like even in real life, someone leaves a bad situation and finds a place where they fit better. Like that's sure. that's that's heartwarming. It's. It, told no shortage of times in animation and it's nice to see that happen here. Like yeah, when they're yeah. not big hulking monstrosities, they are cute colorful little shapes. Like you yeah. don't want bad shit to happen to them. Mm. You know? I have a note we haven't talked about yet that I want to yes, I want to bring please. up on the podcast. So
0: so the movie ends I, don't, I to go to the ending is Michael Jordan unretires from basketball and begins playing again, right? That 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 really did happen. That's actually ended. Yeah,
1: apparently a real thing. So I'm learning a lot today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so in real life Michael Jordan retired in 95. It was a short season. And then the next season, the Bulls won three consecutive championships again. So he came back in 96, and they won three more times. So he was still an unbelievable basketball player. The funny detail of this movie is that there is a pretty widely held conspiracy theory about Michael Jordan's retirement. Have you ever heard of this before? No, please. So so he, he is an avid gambler. He's addicted to gambling. He has publicly openly admitted that he cannot stop gambling on activities and really? as a sports yeah he oh my god yeah he's every time people play golf with michael jordan he wants to bet the game while they're playing it is like it is an obsession of his he cannot huh. stop it is like a he is a person who is I mean, you don't get that successful at something without having some sort of that's socio he's kind of sociopathic like he is sort of nuts like he has to have there's something in his brain that's like i need to win all the time like that's his instincts in life so in in 93 the Bulls during the playoffs he was he was I think photographed inside of a casino that was known for gambling on sports and it is pretty widely held. It's not there's no evidence of this. The NBA denies it wildly. He denies it a lot that he was gambling on his currently active games and that to, <laughs> to avoid a suspension and basically the tarnishing of his image. They instead of saying we're going to suspend Michael Jordan for a year and a half or whatever They said, he came out and said, I'm going to retire and play baseball.
1: Oh man!
0: And I love the idea that Space Jam is like somehow selling this even more, even if it never like it's not real. Like the idea, that, this movie is way funnier watching it from that perspective of knowing he that he wasn't
1: gambling; he was in fucking Looney Tunes lands <laughs> yeah, for a couple exa- of years. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like
1: he didn't—he he didn't helping giving Bugs a solid. Like, it
0: makes this movie way funnier if you think about it from that lens. That they're trying to put a story <laughs> to him retiring. They're trying to like create the narrative. I even like that during his press conference in the beginning of the movie, he says, only one other person knows this, but I've always wanted to play baseball. Like, fucking, you didn't want to play baseball, you were just making an excuse to avoid a (laughs) suspension, and so, it's just a great, it's just a great backdrop for this movie. I don't know if I should have led with that, but I, it's a very funny...
1: (laughs) I I don't know, who who can say, but damn, that's funny. (laughs) And yeah, I love, I love that they, I love the direction of the movie, like, Yeah. (laughs) The audience who is watching knows that no one ever thought he should play baseball. And so for him to say out loud, I only shared this with one other person before, but like it's it's just that sort of it's a very tongue in cheek wink, nod, kind of forced narrative thing. It's great. it's It's such a
0: good it's such a good conspiracy theory. I I don't always buy into that stuff, but he is a a publicly acknowledged he publicly acknowledges that he's a gambling addiction. So it's a it's definitely a possibility. He is not a. I don't think he would have bet against himself because he's too crazy for that. He's just he's way too nuts to ever bet against himself (laughs) because he would never (laughs) lose on purpose. But you could really
1: see, given, given quite a psychogram on uh, Michael Jordan over this, over this I mean, episode. I can keep going.
0: He he actually... Another great Michael Jordan story. I'll I'll, I'll stop yeah, here. please. But during his Hall of Fame speech, Michael Jordan had... I, I read you his accomplishments, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, his Hall of Fame speech, he was a first ballot. He got in immediately to the Basketball Hall of Fame because, you know, he's the best player of all time. Right. He brought all of the people who he had either lost to or had doubted him in his life to his Hall of Fame speech... <sighs> And then proceeded to publicly say, "You done? I beat you! I beat you!" And he did it to—I mean, he did it to like twenty people.
1: That was his Hall of Fame speech. He didn't thank anybody. That, that is psychotic he, behavior. <laughs> He's nuts. That 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 is like that reminds me of the um, the scene from Rick and Morty where where Rick is like in a relationship with, like, a, a planet consciousness yeah, yes, or something. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly, yeah. And he's like, okay, <laughs> if we're going to do this, I need to be hand-gliding into a stadium where all the audience members are my dad saying, good job, son. Yeah, it's like, exactly. just, like, the level of necessity in his uh, brain for these people to be wrong and me to be right. It's yeah, very it's, important.
0: It's just, uh, yeah, I, Michael Jordan's a fascinating human being, and, again, you don't get that good at something without having at least... Something sort of obsessive about your I personality?
1: I don't think that's necessarily true, but. The but level fame, of success. Fame and. And, um. What's the word? Fame and mental decline do have something of a synergy. Yeah. Right, there, for sure. there is there i mean there's no shortage of famous comedians who tragically would overdose or commit suicide cuz like mm-hmm. the the kind of person that creates a comedian who is that in tune with their own shortcomings and you know the frailty sure. of human nature and blah 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 like there there is a high frequency of people who have striven to succeed to also have abandoned what we might consider more common sense or not common sense but like <laughs> like like common human experiences that sort of ground them you know like you, you hear all the time about child actors never really getting their yeah sure yeah because right? they, they're just they're it's just basically sarah lynn yeah yeah
0: that's John. don't you
1: got to bring that up now. sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway he's I a fast break you he's
0: a fascinating human he's endlessly interesting to look at i still to this day, admire watching him play basketball. He's truly the greatest. And He's... and
1: you got to do a lot of it during the course of the movie because they knew that's what he could do.
0: And he, yeah, you, I mean, you were in the room with me. Every time he was on screen, I was like, holy shit, he is so good at basketball. Like, it was just, you know, he could be yeah. in a gym by himself and I could still appreciate how good. I mean,
1: he was effectively good. was for the second he, half of the movie. I think he literally was for most with, of the With the, with the, <laughs> with the, I, I would love to have been in the green screen. Yeah. <laughs> where it's Michael Jordan playing basketball and then Flat Newman and Bill Murray... <laughs> just vaguely around, (laughs) making basketball motions at him.
0: We also didn't mention the Bill Murray detail in this, that he had to basically beg Bill Murray, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know if there's evidence to back that up necessarily, but...
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm not really sure, but, like, apparently the story goes that um, filming was done, and Michael Jordan basically begged Bill Murray to act in his movie
0: because it was just such a, m- a mess before
1: that i'm guessing i think they needed the real life levity counterpoint mm, sure. and bill murray could deliver that i don't know how well they know each other or whether his name just came up on the on the rolodex
0: i think bill murray's a chicago sports fan i could be oh, wrong okay. about that but i believe he's a chicago fan so i think he probably had been to some games you know i
1: only know that he loves lasagna and hates mondays <laughs>
0: there you go. can i ask a question that you probably don't ask in this podcast a lot Please? but i want to know did you like
1: this movie I did, but not in any way that isn't just Looney Tunes.
0: Sure, I think that's fair. I was, it was well, ki-
1: that's going a little far. There's like, there's, I always appreciate animation and real life interspersed in some mm-hmm. capacity. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it was done expertly because there was a lot of talent and, and care behind it. Mm-hmm. In Osmosis Jones, Never the Twain Shall Meet, and even in that, the real life segments were horrible.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, another Bill Murray movie, which yeah, yeah. Um, plays a lot schlubbier guy in that, and it doesn't go well. Hmm. Yeah, go back to my our episode on yeah. that to, yeah, to hear used, my opinions to on it. I think that it's more of a John C. Riley role, personally. Hmm. But,
0: um... Yeah, it was it was I, inter- th- interesting to watch this with you, because I just could not tell... It's, it, it's a movie that makes you laugh. It's hard to not be entertained by it. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's just so much going on, like, it's hard to be bored by
2: it.
1: That's What's true. It? There there's always something interesting to look at whether or not it's like an enjoyable moment is, is not how I would grade it mm, going true. back to it. Like I yeah. can't grade it as a child watching this and trying to see when my smile happens or not. I can true. only grade it as somebody who is interested in watching an actor who doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. Try to pretend like he's around cartoons. And that <laughs> that was satisfying to me as a professional. But, yeah. Um, I would say overall I enjoyed this movie, but I can't separate out the fact that it's kind of a train wreck at times from my enjoyment.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely – I think it's a very mixed bag. It was just – it was fascinating, and I'm again, I appreciate you letting me watch it with you because I really enjoyed it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a couple more scene- scenes that we hmm. neglected to mention right oh, at sure. the end. Yeah, yeah, Where the other basketball players get their powers back. I think this is extraneous. We could yeah. probably just – cut to commercial. Yeah, I don't know why they
0: even bothered showing credits. that. We, we got it. Like, we know they got their powers back.
1: We, I mean, I don't mind it because I really liked watching... these you guys are still tall. I got nothing now. Like, yeah, that's true. It's, that's it's true. It's so fucking cute. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the image of the four of them just all huddled and sad on a basketball court on the bleachers. <laughs> the lights turned off. It's like, no good, one's yeah. there. It's very... It's, like, a weirdly desolate scene. Yeah. Um... And then finally, after the credits roll, we get Porky Porky Pig, I think?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who,
1: who like, pops up. And instead of, like, does he do the That's All Folks thing? I
0: don't think he does, which somebody is weird.
1: says, Somebody says, can I go home now? And I'm like, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: that's true. I had forgotten that scene happened. They did not end with That's All Folks, which I was surprised by. I remember that standing out to me. they, they sh- yeah. I think they even showed the usual, I
1: don't know, is that a vignette where they have, like, the
0: circles and, they, you know, like, the...
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I think everyone knows what you mean. We're like um we're like, it's like the, uh,
0: the blue circle with the uh, or expanding orange circles where usually porky pigs in the middle and he'll say like that's all folks or you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, just did, they didn't do that.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that he is the one who just says, "Can I go home now?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I honestly think that like with the with the blessing of hindsight, this movie probably looks better now than it did at the when it aired to yeah, like, if i yeah. were to view it at the time that this aired without my like appreciation of the general degradation of movie quality as the years go not not degradation I, let me let me rephrase that as the years go by the the movie industry is more calcified in that people kind of know what makes a good movie now
2: mm-hmm.
1: or there is a lot more evidence for what makes a bad movie and you're, you're never going to get a dreamworks or a Pixar that fumbles this hard on its main character right
0: no no way they would market test it to hell and there's no way they would produce they would come out
1: like that but we were in an era of th- like a wild west like a, a frontier where that just those sensibilities hadn't developed and calcified yet and watching this movie with the appreciation of where movies would eventually end up and how sure. some of them are really cookie cutter even if they're quality products and watching this is is weirdly a breath of fresh air, just because like you can't envision a movie trying to do this anymore.
0: I thought of the words you're totally right. I, I had thought of the words for this movie that it's corporate art. This movie is so corporately funded and so like sponsored all over the place, but it is right. surprisingly risky. Like it's not you're right, it does not follow like the template that you'd usually follow. Like it it is a weird movie. It's just trying so many
1: odd things. One of, I don't remember what scene it was, but didn't you, you marked it, you you remarked on it at the time is like, he just like put like five or six different sponsors in a single sentence or something. Yeah, we didn't, that didn't come up in the conversation. Like go get me a Pepsi and a Wendy's (laughs) and a blah, 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 like just trying to get them in there.
0: We, I didn't, we didn't come up, but that is all of Michael Jordan's sponsorships from around that time. They just, they just (laughs) were like. Like I said, this movie is so corporate, but it, and, it's still see, surprisingly that's, risky.
1: <laughs> that's where the hindsight really comes into play, because at the time, it would have been just crass advertising. In it's, the future, it's a really funny joke to the nature of crass advertising Absolutely, at the time. It,
0: Absolutely. It's actually really funny. To me, that, that's the kind of advertising I can sort of stomach, because it's it's so in-your-face and so overt. They're not even, like, trying to hide it like it's yeah. just like having fun with it like instead instead of like trying to subliminally be like look at the Miss McDonald's logo mm-hmm. in the background they're like want to go get a double cheeseburger from McDonald's like you're like oh shit right. okay yeah. well, well
1: context matters <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like yeah. <laughs> you know that that uh that age old notion of tragedy plus time equals comedy you know yeah. like you can bring up the vietnam war now sure. as like a funny reference You couldn't do it during the Vietnam War. Like Mm. (laughs) it's just the context of this piece of art changes it over the decades in a really satisfying way. If you are at all in tune with basketball culture, which I was not, but thankfully you are here, and and it still works. You don't even have to necessarily.
0: You don't necessarily have to even know it for it to to work. So
1: no, it worked on me on a Looney Tunes level. Like Mm -hmm. honestly, I was probably more closely in tune with my six year old self than you were because you got the other half of this,
0: especially with hindsight of getting older and having watched a lot of basketball in my teenage and twenties that like, I, I sort of appreciated what Michael Jordan was as I got older. Cause I, so you got understand. all the in jokes. Yeah yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Anyway,
1: it was an interesting. That's movie. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm very glad to have had you on this episode.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you very much everyone for joining along with us. Yeah. Um, if you want to tell us what you think of michael jordan and or pepe lepew i guess <laughs> no you can go to, to cartoncast and put a comment of some sort on our contact page there uh you can go to apple podcasts and leave a rating or review it really helps us out and it validates our existence and more than anything else, please tell your friends about the show. I'm not going to do my normal spiel of like what we're doing next because this is outside of the normal engagement. Hmm. We needed an extra so this is the one. I could have started with this, I didn't, <laughs> and now we're here. Um, but before we wrap up shop, just want to thank you one more time, James, for coming on the show. It, uh, it was it was it was a it was a true delight to huh. have someone who I. Uh, am this free with my opinions with and has kind of a lot of the same cartoon background, but also also has some 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 cash in, you know, the basketball uh, over the past couple of decades.
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed being on. I've, I, you guys have me on twice now, and I've enjoyed it a ton both times, so I always happy yeah, to come we, back. Yeah, we,
1: we like it pretty well, too. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug or uh, say to our audience?
0: Can I go home now? I